<laughs> What's the weirdest dream that you've ever had? Oh God! <laughs> You're welcome. That's. A, that's answers to that. That's a good question. I feel like a lot of people already know mine. I feel like that's a long conversation. Mine is inspired by the fact that I would like to go sleep and dream right now. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just tell you about the time that I was? I don't know. All I know is I was in a car and Voldemort was chasing me, like in the air, and that's all I got. (laughs) Like, and it's one of these chase scenes, like. And I meant seeing it from the third person <laughs> perspective of my car driving around, dodging Voldemort. Yeah. So uh, a big thing about a lot of dreams that make them like weird or like cool is like the weird only in a dream feelings or perspectives that you have. And a lot of those things don't translate very well when you're trying to retell them. And yep. so you get like memes that I've seen where it's like, it's like, when someone is trying, it's it's like literally the most boring person ever is like the person who's like, yo, let me tell you about this dream. I, had yeah. so <laughs> I have well, good dreams. I don't know about y'all. On the some one of, hand, I some have... of mine are really good to the point where I could write a book about them. Maybe. On the one hand, I have the one where I was a shadow man with no eyes and I only saw my eyes whenever I looked into the mirror and I was plotting the downfall <laughs> of civilization. And on the other hand, I have the one where everyone kept turning into Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Who? Who? Monk. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Whereas I like to refer to him, that one high guy from Galaxy Quest. I guess we're answering this question now, which I'm fine with. <laughs> I'll, I'll go last. We can do a different question. So whenever I have a particularly interesting dream... I'll always write it down, like, in a dream journal on my phone. And it makes sense the way I write it down at the time. But then if I come back to it another day, I'm like, what, wait, what did, What does this even mean? Like, I'm looking at one yeah. that says, dream journal, hunting raccoons in my house. I have an unreliable friend who keeps <laughs> wandering off, a buzzsaw, and I think a stick. It's like hunting <laughs> demons. You got to have a friend, and you got to have a buzzsaw. It's just dangerous to be by yourself. You got to get better equipped. Is that like <laughs> a dream you had while you were asleep, or is that like a goal? No, that was while I was asleep. <laughs> it's just a grocery list. <laughs> it's just what you on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I kind of want to answer this question. Do it. I've had some weird yeah. dreams. I had a dream where I was walking along like you know like one of those like roads um in like California or someplace like that or there's a lot of like mountainside roads like the ones you see in like um uh in like initial D like very good for drifting but so like those roads they're like on the edge of a mountain and then there's like a divider or there's a thing a guard to stop you from flying off the side of the mountain I had a dream that like the sky was all gray and weird and creepy and it was the apocalypse and everyone had run away and it was overcast and rainy and I was walking along the highway because all all the cars were empty because um, because uh, I mean, yeah, I guess everyone had fleed was the implication. All the cars were empty 
And I walked up to this one car and that the door back door was open and there was a person in there and they were sitting in there. And this was actually a person I knew from real life. Um, I'm not going to disclose their identity, um, but it's a female person and I had never had any sort of feelings for them. So that's also a weird thing that dreams will blindside you with. Um, and I, I leaned in and we seemed in the context of the dream to be kind of intimate or whatever. And we kissed. And so my eyes closed. And then when I opened my eyes and pulled back, they were just like a mannequin doll face oh with a human tongue just like oh. attached to it. And I was like, what the fuck? Sounds <laughs> very Umbrella up. Academy. <laughs> <Before I left. laughs> yeah, it was, okay, it was probably like one of the most like creepy imagery dreams I've had. Um, then there was one where I saw a naked lady on a giant burrito and, uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, fine. On the one hand, you have terror and on the other hand, you have desire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was more involved in that burrito dream, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Maybe for the Patreon donors, huh? <laughs> yeah. For, All, the the All the sloppy details? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I had a dream that I legitimately felt could have been an authentic experience of astral projection, but uh, but I have no way to confirm that. <laughs> There's not any astral being who's who can come up and be like, "Yeah, I did see you there." Yeah. Well, also, well, so the dream was like. I went into this housing facility near the house where I actually lived at the time. And I went inside the house and I saw these shadow beings and they seemed very surprised that I was in the house and they struggled with me and I fought them off and fled. And I like fled by like going up above and like flying above the street and like, and it just felt very real and visceral. Like I actually went into someone's house and struggled with them and then ran away. <laughs> but I saw them as shadow beings, but they, but I had this sense that maybe they saw me as a shadow being. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? And then okay. the next morning you woke up and you were like, why am I all dressed and in my shoes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you guys remember all these dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually. Tiger having a pit fight with a giant squid. I mean, that's the way you live your life. <laughs> there are only a handful that I just naturally remember because I guess they were profound enough, but it's so rare. Yeah, same. I like, just... that's, that's probably all the ones I remember mostly. Okay, I just found one written down. Dream journal... Uh, uh, January 19th, 2018. I am a goblin, and I have stolen the gnome's red balloon. It is a favorite balloon of a gnome. We are at a place that reminds me of a summer camp, but kind of also housing area. Anyway, with that red balloon in hand, I can float through the air. But gnomes are not creatures of the sky, and don't use them <laughs> to float. That's it. That just sounds I, like I, how you live your life. <laughs> yeah yeah oh i have a really good dream recorded on my phone but i'm not gonna play that like in the microphone i'll just send it to you guys later 
More Patreon anybody, content. Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go last. You got me. Okay. Oh, I did. I, I should say, for a while, I was trying to learn to lucid dream, so I would write down whatever I dreamed, like the morning of, and then, like yeah. two hours later, look at it and be like, I don't know what the hell that means. And one time, <laughs> yeah. I did wake up and uh, write something down, and then later look at it, and it it said that um, it said Joey is a snake with a head on both ends. <laughs> Wait, what? And I don't remember me? the details, but I do remember that it was you. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I am a, I am a snake with a head on both ends. The the mythological term I believe is amphisbena. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I knew about I knew about Uroboros, but Yeah, Uroboros is like a snake like devouring itself, but the amphisbena. So 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 is this one just like a snake that makes out with itself? I mean, I'm guessing cuz one of its like legendary powers is supposed to be that it can like uh, it can like clasp its mouths together and like form like a wheel and roll or roll around. <laughs> that's, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I wonder what if, if that's a prophetic dream and what it means. Cool. Uh, that I was a zebra and I met Aslan. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. And also we got I got like trapped in I was a zebra and I was in like one of those like you know um like Chuck E. Cheese play houses that was like really huge and mm-hmm. like out like like it was like outside or like I don't know, it was like playground thing. And for some reason I was like hiding from the kids, but I was a zebra and like I don't know. And I think I got attacked by something. But in the end, I met I met Aslan. <laughs> the, that mood when you're hiding from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hiding from the kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan. Mine, mine aren't nearly as fun. The only ones I really remember is when I was a lot younger. I used to like, just like, remember bouncing around. Like, like there was like little to no gravity and I could just like mm. leap around to different places and like jump up walls and stuff like that. And then the other one I remember that happened multiple times is I would randomly get chased around my neighborhood by a tank that was <laughs> trying to oh. shoot at me. That's intense. <laughs> Don't know. And I was just hey. running and running and running, jumping over hey. fences and stuff. Hey, pal. Hey, Ferris Bueller style. <laughs> Are you saying that you never remember your dreams ever? The bad thing is, I really, I remember them, but then within half a day at most, I forget them. It's very mm. sad because I've had yeah. some crazy, I know I've had some crazy dreams, but I don't remember. Oh, well, there was another time that I took a nap before going to work and I dreamed of a whole work day. And then I woke mm. up from said nap and had to go into work. <laughs> Those are the worst. The that's, that, 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 that's the fucking worst. Like I, I had a dream. I, there was one day in college where I slept in too late and I missed like my first class. Um, and I had a dream though that I hadn't like, I, you know, I did that thing where you kind of wake up and you turn off your alarm. Mm-hmm. And so I had a dream that I actually did wake up and did get to class on time and went through class. And then I woke up and it was like, ha ha reality, bitch. <laughs> you well, missed it. Does anyone else have like, those like micro dreams? <laughs> Like, uh, what? I will, I'll like, that too. oh, that's just I, a me I thing? Okay. Well, what does that mean? 
Well, I'll just like fall asleep for like a millisecond and wake up and describe this like elaborate, bizarre image to Krista that seemed like a whole like mm. freaking like episode of a TV show to me or something. Oh, yeah, I have that wow. when I nap. I, I mean, I napped for like an hour and I had several, several dreams. No, I'll no, like, I'll right. like shut my it's eyes. It's like literally like a millisecond. He just falls asleep for a second and then wakes up and is like, oh, there was like a, a like a bunny chasing like the moon and it like left over. Like, to be room. fair, I, I never <laughs> fall asleep <laughs> for within a second. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember because because I, I used to um, when I would commute on the bus to uh, community college, I would have to try and stay awake and I would have like hundreds and hundreds of these micro dreams that like confuse me about reality. Like I remember being on the bus and. And uh, my perspective, like, zoomed out, and I saw, like, the bus from a great distance, and we were driving into a tremendous ear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. you know, yes. well, you know, like, um, Nikola Tesla was actually capable, of, apparently, of, like, sitting down for, like, a minute or less and going into, like, rapid, like, like REM sleep. And so he probably dreamed during that time. And that's what he would do. He would like sit down for like a, like a, like just a few seconds till a few minutes to, to rest. And then he would get up and start working again. Well, you, you hit REM sleep first and then you hit a deep sleep where you don't dream. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a half elf is what you're saying. He could, instead of sleeping, <laughs> he could meditate for 30 minutes. We, we pretty much, Basically. it's accepted that Nikolai Tesla had him, um, was possessed by several eldritch gods at various points in his life. <laughs> yeah. Well, he at least was employing some massive Ubermensch sleep schedule cycles, and that's almost the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Has anyone not gone? Me. Oh, I was, right. I was wait, saving wait, it for last. Where's Aqualad? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't he ain't here we kicked him out oh man last Sad. episode we should have just been like hey do you want to be a teen titan now <laughs> just like every single uh every single guest episode just be like hey hey you want to be a teen titan until every episode starts with with uh Aqualad. oh an Aqualad came by today and he's chilling out <laughs> on the couch <laughs> had a beer yeah all right, you guys ready for my weird dream? Yep. Yes. So it's actually a two-parter. Uh, the first dream, I was in my old house, and I was sitting on my bed petting my little dog. I had two dogs at the time, but only my little dog was in the room. And I looked over, and on my nightstand was, for some reason, uh, my bird, who had died years ago. And it was alive and it was like letting me pet it and everything. And I started freaking out. And so I, I ran downstairs. I'm like, mom, mom, our bird, our bird is alive. Like he's back. He's alive. And she was letting our other dog out. I hadn't seen the dog, um, but I know that she was like letting her out. Um, but I had only seen my little dog in this dream and the dead bird. And of course, my mom was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. <laughs> I woke up. A week later, my little dog died. Oh, no. In real life. Hmm. Fast forward a couple months. I have another dream. I'm in the newer house uh, that my mom got. She, she moved and got a new house. And there was a staircase that didn't did, doesn't actually exist in the house. But uh, she was coming down the stairs. Um, 
her, her view was kind of blocked by the landing, if that makes sense. I was sitting on the couch. I was um, with my big dog and I was petting her. And when I looked over the other side of the couch, my little dog was there and I start crying. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's Haley. She's alive. Oh my God. And I'm petting her. And I remember very vividly like how she felt. She was soft and curly. Um, it was like very, a very specific sensation and I could feel it in the dream. And my big dog was there too, but I wasn't like thinking about the big dog. I was thinking about the dead dog that was alive right next to me. And my, as my mom was coming down, I'm like, mom, Haley's here. Do you see her? Haley's here. And again, she didn't know what I was talking about. She thought it was crazy. I woke up and once again, a week later, my big dog died. These were both unexpected deaths. The little dog ate a mushroom that poisoned her in the yard. The big dog got cancer. They weren't supposed to die. (laughs) So I think my weird dream trumps everyone's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just by virtue of being prophetic. Now I think I might've astral projected. So that's pretty cool. So that's kind of weird, but but yeah, that one that one is is so, is more verifiably insane. So as a as a half dream conclusion, I had another dream where my big dog was there, and out of the corner of my eye, we have a new dog that we rescued. Out of the corner of my eye, I was positive the new dog was there, and I said nope, and I refused to look at her. And when I you know she's still alive, thank God. <laughs> But I'm like, I was like, hell no, not yet. <laughs> Jeez, just on the off chance that my subconscious is, is the entity of death itself. Yeah, and I was scared for like a week after that dream because I'm like, but but she was there. I know she was there. Just because I refused to look doesn't mean, but it's good. We're good. She's alive. <laughs> Do us a favor, and if any of us ever show up in your dreams, just like co- like cover your eyes, please. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look. Appreciate it. You'd have to show up. I you'd have to show up next to dead people or dead animals. I guess I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd probably be sobbing for like a week if you were in a dream with a dead creature of mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Start an episode after now. that. <laughs> On that note, the most fucked up dreams that I've had is one where I just like I got a phone call that my dad had died, and then I woke up. I was at college at this time, so I clearly just missed my dad. And then I I woke up, and that day I was like really stressed, and I called my dad that day and told him I loved him. And then another one was recently I had a dream that I made out with some girl and started a relationship and it was really nice. And then I woke up and then I didn't remember the dream right away, but it was activated later on when I was watching. I was watching uh, the original Star Trek because I've been watching that. And um, and. As is the case in almost every episode, Captain Kirk kisses some hot lady. And when that happened, it reminded me of the dream. And I was like, fuck, I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. This episode's title is Fuck, I'm Sad Now. <laughs> fuck, I'm Sad Now. That's my life's title. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Teen Titans. Well, <laughs> Teen, teen t- yeah, 
Teen Titans are fucking sad. <laughs> Teen Titans dream analysis. <laughs> we already had the Nevermore episode. No. Like, you can't do that again. No. <laughs> so does Cyborg still dream, or has he lost too much of his humanity? My God. Uh, he... Does Cyborg dream I think... I think he has a human, <laughs> like, like... Half a brain, right? I guess. Yeah, he, he has human components that need to... I mean, he has, like, a soul, right? I don't know. He has... Yeah. No, I'm sorry to all the listeners. I know Cyborg has a soul. It's canon as of Titans East Part 2, okay? So get off my... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or he has something. He has a deus ex machina drive. He he refers to it as the spirit, and that's the only explanation we get. Yeah, I wasn't even able to find like, like a fan-made theory about what happened on the internet. Like, there's no more documentation or comments by the creators about what happened. Listen, and there's not even like a Reddit thread about what might have happened. <laughs> oh, I-, I can tell you because I was in the fandom on the forums back in that day. That all of us were like, this makes no fucking sense. Like, what was that? <laughs> Where's Blade? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, you'll find out surprise. later. Okay. Yeah, you'll find you'll find out later, buddy. Be- because here's the thing: everybody gets an arc in this show. Everybody gets a, a season long arc in this episode, except Starfire. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have been season six. <laughs> Starfire is an arc in herself. <laughs> yeah she does have a lot of like very the, starfire centric stuff happen, she has the puberty thing she, ha- okay, she has her sister she show has, up she has a puberty thing she has the best standalone episodes in my opinion that's always been my yeah opinion. yeah yeah cyborg has the worst sorry fans <laughs> <laughs> cyborg's episodes yeah. are like i have a car now yeah. Cyborg's episodes are like, man, I'm half robot. I wish I wasn't half robot. Time, time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll try to fix that. I feel like we'll we'll fix it without even trying. Honestly, but uh, anyway, or make it worse, or make it worse. Um, okay. So, with that all out of the way, with that uh, dive into our subconscious, um. Let's, let's begin this episode of Teen Titans Roll. This episode begins with an emergency alert. Well, that's how it began for you this day. Right now, 
the team, you are waiting in a dark room with the exception of one pillar of light in which a red computer chip floats. You're in a secure facility that's been alerted to the uh, possibility of theft of this important prototype uh, processing chip. Um, you have on- you only had a few hours to prep and to get to the location. The location is um, a few hours away. Um, it's in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Northern California region. Um, so there was some time to plan if there is anything that uh, Robin um, or anyone wanted to do to bolster the attempt to catch the perpetrators who are planning to steal this this ship. Um, but keep in mind that they can't be too crazy. It's uh, because you only had a few hours of prep and most of that time was spent in transit. Do we know, has has this been a thing or is this the first attack of this type? So this is the first. Now, the thing that really motivated you to um, probably to want to like respond to this call um, and or this tip, um, even though it's kind of it's a little bit further out of uh, Jump City proper, is um, that it it did the tip said that there was uh, credible reason to believe that this is a plan by Slade, and it is the first of its kind so far. Basic, so what, basically, we're protecting this thing. You said it was a a, a computer chip. Yes, and it's in some kind of container. Yeah, so it's in this kind of stasis field. Okay, um, that keeps it floating above the ground in this room. You guys know that this room is um, it's a big, it's a secure facility, but it is also kind of like the um it it's like it would have been up to this point a secret facility um uh of a government subcontractor a company that um has this room and which not just has this prototype chip but is also where they store um a lot of their computer servers um that do a lot of data processing work and there are big machines above you know that um, are basically energy relays to the server banks. Um, but this chip is like the newest in in uh, data processing and um, just like high-end, um, yeah, high-end data processing. And so it's also being stored here and it's the top target that they've, they've heard is, is being targeted. We know that it's. We know that this attack is coming. We just don't know when it's coming. Well, um, you know it should be soon, and that's why you had to get there very quickly. Will they let us into the server bay where the chip is? I'm assuming. Yeah. So basically, they they let you in, um, and um, yeah, yeah. They've they've they let you in they give you the the full run of the place yeah do um, they give us like a floor plans of the building so that we can know like possible ways that they could try and infiltrate 
they um yeah they could hey i i, I might have missed this so you can edit this out if it ends up being the stupidest question but <laughs> how like so we're not we're not interrupting like a robbery like we know the robbery's coming like how do we know that well so kind of it's a very similar situation to like the the cinder block situation in the first episode where uh you are tipped off to the fact that it's happening and you can intercept that at any point however the information in the tip in this case also said that um the facility that uh well the fact that it's slayed and the information says that it it it's it's very likely slayed who's doing this they're worried that just a perimeter guard or a guard at the entrance won't be enough, um, especially based off of what happened, ended up happening last time, which right. was just that they had guards up and it was like, it was almost like someone just got into the room in question directly and superseded all of those security measures. Okay. So what, what, the, what the security force really wants is a contingent inside with the chip. Right. And frankly, that is probably also what Robin kind of wants because he wants to, you know, I mean, this is an opportunity apparently to to apprehend Slade or one of his agents mm-hmm. directly. And um, just basic tactics will kind of tell you that the highest opportunity to do that. So like if you guys posted up outside of the building, either they might slip past you and you don't notice or they see you and they turn around and leave and that doesn't really get you anywhere. So, yeah. Um, how about I cast like rope trick right above where the chip is and hide up there so I can like jump down and surprise somebody who comes to get it. Sure. And I think everyone could probably go into that place. Like, uh, does rope trick have a limit on, um, creatures. I mean, it has a limit, but it's a big limit. Up to eight medium yeah. or smaller creatures. Yeah, um, so you guys all could could go in there. That's a smart um, idea. The fa- yeah, the facility is already the light, and typically for power saving purposes, um, the facility is, the lights are dark, except for the stasis field in which the chip floats, which is just um, uh which creates its own light. So the the room is typically dark with the exception of that. So you could stand in the room and probably not be seen by someone entering. But yeah, additional hiding would wouldn't be bad. That'd be cool. Um, okay, I cast that. Um I know at least I get up in there. What's Cyborg's rope trick look like? Uh, it actually looks like a bachelor pad for Beast Boy because I uh, it, it was built because oh, I yeah. wanted to give him a bachelor pad. So like Wait, it's an extra you... dimensional like bachelor pad. Yeah. Yeah, it it it's extra dimensional bachelor pad. So it's got like a giant bed and some post some posters of sexy animals and things what? like I don't... that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that uh, a mansion? <laughs> yeah, I don't think rope trick can you can control what it looks like, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. 
well, as far as like the magic slash technology, it's probably like you create like a through quantum mechanics, you create like an extra dimensional space with some robot projector beam. Um, and yeah, and then a rope falls down and you guys can climb up into it or fly up into it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so hang, you guys can be waiting in, in there and the entrance is invisible from the outside. Um, so yeah. You guys are chilling in there. You're looking down, basically. You're basically, like, all, like, kind of looking down through a portal for, like, whenever someone enters uh, to try to steal the chip. Okay. Um, any other ideas or things you wanted to plan up to this point? My only plan is we kick the butt. Yeah. Um, if we could get the floor plans, I'd probably mark out um, where the exits are. So we knew if they could split up, if they got at back out of the room, where there could mm -hmm. potentially be escape points. Okay. Yeah. So looking in details, so there are in the room beyond this one, and you guys would even just know this from when you walked into the facility. Um, there are five other um, passageways that lead in different directions. Um, the one right across from the passageway that you took to enter this room just leads to the front of the facility, uh, which is a mountain facility, a small kind of uh, like it, it's built into the side of the rock of this mountain uh, in the forest by by a large lake. Um, and there. So that that passageway just leads to the front gates. Um, and then the other passageways lead down various corridors within the facility um, that um, uh, further within the, like, like within the facility, but heading out towards the, um, the walls of the facility. Eventually there are certain points where there are like balconies. So if someone wanted to escape, they would, you know, probably go through one of the passageways to the balconies um, in order to uh, get to the balcony and then exit, you know, uh, to the open air those are yeah they're open to the open air um and looking at the floor plan i mean there's also a water system um there is no direct access to um basically it's the facilities like like water drainage and there's no direct access to the outside until small um there are wall there's areas where there's only like a wall of earth between the inside and the open air but the only exits are, have been intentionally created so that people couldn't like a human sized person couldn't couldn't get through it they're small um and they they're just water access they're like grates and things that that go out into the lake expel out into the lake Okay, I'm just going to make sure that um, everybody knows the layout, knows what direction the exits could be. But I'm like, we don't want them to take this chip. This chip can't leave this room. And we can't let them get it even if it leaves the room. So whoever it is, we take them down here. Understood? Got it. Yes. Understood. 
All right. Beast Boy okay. doesn't plan. He just does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you guys wait. And as you wait, looking down in the darkness, um, the only thing you can see is the chip floating there. Eventually, with no alarms or even the sound that you can hear of the door being accessed, a person, humanoid in shape, moves forward, um, revealed in the light of the, of the stasis field, and reaches up to grab the chip. What would you like to do? Would you like to act when he has the chip or beforehand? As soon as he reaches up for the chip, I want to throw a uh, freezing gas disc right at his face. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to tackle him. Okay. But after the gas. Are we all dramatically standing next to Robin now? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you guys would all... um, the portal, how it probably thematically happens is the portal entrance becomes not invisible anymore and you're all looking down from it and you can give a one-liner and then do your surprise round. <laughs> so what's your, what is your, what is the leader's one-liner? <laughs> is it, um, it's not Slade. I can see that it's not Slade. It's not Slade, but this individual seems to be in a uniform that is clearly indicative of his typical regalia so like his clothing next time tell slade to come himself all right and yeah so we'll do everyone's surprise round so if you choose to act on it other than just posing there which in the episode they just pose there (laughs) um So, yeah, so you're going to throw a freezing disc? Yeah, Robin? which is a dexterity saving throw that he has okay. to beat at 15. He fails. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So he becomes paralyzed and ice as just ice forms over his body. Okay, so you see this person, he's about to reach out to take the chip, but then he looks up as you guys uh, announce yourselves and you chuck the ice disc down and there's this... <laughs> as the ice forms over him and he struggles to move within it. It's kind of partially covering his, his lower half and like his arms. Um, and he, he can't, he can't move currently. He's trapped in ice. So yeah. Uh, what else would anyone like to do? My only, I guess, Oh you know, yeah, just go and what happens will happen. So I kind of want to tie him up with aircraft cable. Okay. Why do you have aircraft? Cable? <laughs> I feel like I've said that, uh, like I said, I had it in like the first or second session. To okay. Specifically to tie people up with. I you might have said that, and I might have ignored it because maybe because I'm a bad DM, or maybe because I'm tired of your shit. Uh, but <laughs> can uh, say no. But I, I I remember talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. My only thing is is, is if you're gonna get aircraft cable. I actually kind of want a story about how you got aircraft ca- cable and like for that to be done in game. <laughs> Cause oh, well, I mean, that just feels much cable, more satisfying. To, uh, aircraft cable. You might not understand really know what it is. That's you buy that at the home Depot. Oh, okay. Well, it, I guess that's fine then. <laughs> it all basically it's just, um, it's metallic rope. Think of it like that. 
Please regale us with a dramatic tale about Cyborg getting aircraft cable at Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) Cyborg walked into the Home Depot one day, and there was this guy. Home Depot. They were really, they were actually pretty nice, except for the one guy who was working in the aircraft cable department. And he challenged me to a contest. He's like, I bet you can't tie this. And then I did. And that's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) <laughs> nice and the whole and the whole time that like that kick-ass home depot music that totally slaps <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear all the rest of the sloppy details you're gonna have to sign up for the patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the man put and then the home depot employee put his hand on cyborg's cheek and said wow I, ho- I wish you could tie me up like that. And for the rest of the details. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you want to... you Well, so he's paralyzed. So he will not have any resistance to that. So you could jump down and tie the aircraft cable around the... He's kind of like... It won't be just around him, like tight, because there's ice around him. Mm. So, but there is a chance, like if he breaks the ice, then it will pull tight around him. So he will be paralyzed, and then even if he breaks that, restrained after that. So it is doubling up the, the status effect. So Ooh, yeah, you can do yeah! that. I okay. Around him. All right. So you come down there with a fucking lasso and you're like, yeehaw! And you tie it off around him. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, what does anyone else want to do? I think I'm going to hop off to the side and turn into a saber-toothed tiger just in preparation in case he breaks free. Okay. So you leap down and turn into a tiger growling and ready uh, in case he breaks free. Okay. I stand. Um, uh, I stand dramatically next to Robin with my hair blowing in the wind. That's for some reason blowing inside. <laughs> yeah, in this weird extra-dimensional space that may or may not uh, contain a frat prat, uh, a frat pad within it. You know, that's just kind of the nature of quantum superposition. Yeah, is there a frat prat pad or not? <laughs> Um, is that (laughs) yeah there is also a wind blowing to make all the babes look extra luscious so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah all right uh raven is is there something you want to do uh for that i also just stand there looking amazing with my cape like scarily blowing in the wind (laughs) nice very good very good um okay this would definitely be a scene to to show (laughs) it'd be weird it'd be like an upward camera angle shot uh (laughs) but uh yes so um with that round out of the way this guy is struggling uh, and before you can address him, uh, suddenly there's a boom and a uh, there's a beam of like laser light that shoots out like uh, Beast Boy. You actually have to like pull back from it, like in surprise. 
Um, and then you look up, and at the ceiling, uh, suddenly this circle forms as this laser cuts a circle in the ceiling, and there's an explosion. And out from the explosion, um, four more of these identical as the first one, looking uh, commandos, these ninja-looking guys, um, jump down from the ceiling uh, and propel down to the floor, landing gracefully, um, positioned around uh, their um, uh, their frozen ally. And they stand there, ready to fight. I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. Mine is 17. I nat 20 Nice. Gotta love um, when you net 20 on an initiative roll. I got a 15. <laughs> wow. Alright. I'll get we, everybody in sick. We're That's rolling tonight. Right. tonight. Nice. Let's pwn these noobs. <laughs> 20 for Star. 23 for Robin. Uh, and what is Cyborg's dexterity modifier? One. The round begins, uh, just for ease, the round begins with the individual who is restrained. Um, so remind me of, I know I gave you all this, but uh, remind me of what... Strength check. <laughs> strength check. Okay, good, good, good. I know where you're um, going with this. <laughs> yeah, very good. Thank you. Okay, he rolled a 21. Um, yes. Now, um, he actually, he struggles against the ice, and you are expecting this should easily hold most regular men. But as this guy, he flexes and pulls his arms free, and the ice kind of uh, breaks around him. Now, thankfully, as this happens, the, um, the cable now pulls tight around him. And so he is still restrained by the cable. Um... Uh, but he has broken out of the ice. Um, so that is his turn. And the one next to him, he will rush forward and he will attack at the other target on the ground, which he sees is the saber-toothed tiger, uh, Beast Boy. Yeah. So he is going to make some attacks. He rushes in and basically makes a flurry of blows against you. Boy, he rolled a 16, a 13, and an 11 with three three strikes that he makes two, at you. Two of those hit. So, two okay. Of those hit. So, all right. The, the, the 11 does not. Because the saber tooth okay. tiger's AC is 12. All right. Okay, so those attacks do six damage and 10 damage, respectively. So, 16 damage in total. Bludgeoning. Okay. All right. All right, so he basically, he rushes forward. He uh, swings a leg out um, uh, beneath uh, your front legs to try to stumble you, uh, but you jump over those. But then he comes down uh, with, like, swinging around with, like, a backhanded fist and kind of clubs you on the side of the face and then then kicks the Cybertooth tiger right in the nose. Cybertooth. No, Cybertooth. <laughs> Sabertooth. Um, you know, Robocat. Um, yeah, so that is his turn. Now it is Raven's turn. So Raven, you see these two individuals. One just broke the ice that it was in. It's still restrained. The other one rushed forward to attack uh, Beast Boy and got a few hits in. 
and the um, other ones are uh, still haven't rushed forward yet. They're positioned around uh, kind of in formation uh, in front of where the chip is. Okay. Question really fast. Where do you have yeah. me in the initiative order? Um, crap. I didn't. I forgot you. Uh, what? What is twenty three? Twenty three. Yeah, no, you would you, go. You can go first. I'm googling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. There's always something <laughs> you miss. Um. Okay. So you never like to get Robin. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Robin, you would have gone right before that one who uh, attacked Beast Boy. Actually, that's good. I'll go after another one of them that's not restrained or attacking Beast okay. Boy. All right, and I'm just gonna so you drop down. down and go straight into a flurry of blow. And we'll go straight into my first attacks on this okay. guy just with with my fists at first. All right, go ahead. Okay, my first two strikes are a 27 and a 13. Uh, the 27 will hit. It's going to be seven points of damage, and I'm going to try and stunning strike him. Okay, so that's a con save by him. It has to be a, where is it? Uh, 16. Okay. No, 14, um, sorry. All right. So as you strike him uh, with your fist, um, you get a little bit more resistance. It's not like punching flesh. It's like punching, um, well, it uh, basically he seems really tough. Like you've punched guys like this where you just hit them. And it's all abs and muscle. Um, and as you try to stun him, uh, he just, he, nothing happens. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to go into a flurry of blows then. He doesn't go down one way, he's going to go down another. Yeah. That's an 11. Well, maybe not. A 10. <laughs> nope. Bro. No, no, wait, that 10 was the wrong thing. 22 was a second flurry blow strike. Okay. Um, yeah, the 22 will hit him. So basically, you get some hits in. Uh, you hit him once, and then he kind of deflects, and then like with one of your backhand hits, you do you do hit him another time. What is the second one's damage? You can go off the accidental roll of 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so 10. All right. So you you hit him, you're um, plowing into him. He doesn't look now. There's this give in his body that is kind of strange, uh, but he does kind of like he he his he kind of holds his side and like cramps down to the side at the end of your strikes against him. But the fact that he you weren't able to stun him with such powerful blows was a little bit uh, a little strange. And frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And frustrating. Uh, yeah, and then next, the other one, Attack Beast Boy. Um, uh, and then it's Raven's turn. Okay. Tell me if I can do this or not. Um, okay. My idea is to cast Mage Hand and to have that hand... It summons a hand, basically, that moves. Mm -hmm. And I want to have that hand... Uh, latch onto the face of the one attacking Robin and like cover its eyesight and just like push it back. Hmm. I can't attack. Well, I can't attack with yeah. the hand. Invisible hand. 
Uh, it doesn't say. It's really visible, I think, right? Oh. Um, yeah. It's only invisible. It's all the hands are only invisible for arcane tricksters, oh. but uh, when they cast it, but it is basically like in this case, it'll be like a black spectral hand. Um, you, uh, I've said this before um, a long time ago, so don't feel bad about not, remember, not remembering. Uh, but um, you have the as um, as Raven, you have access to the telekinetic feat, which is a newer feat that allows you to use um, to use Mage Hand. Um, Oh, and as actually as telekinetic, you can with with the tenel, tele, telekinetic feet, you can make it invisible. Look at that. Do I um, have do I have to make it invisible though? Because in this case, I don't want it to be invisible. I'm trying to blind him, basically. Hmm. Okay, well, um, so it's basically a question of what you can do with it. Um, I don't think you could grab his face in this sense. Um, but you can telekinetically shove a creature, and then they have to make a save, strength saving throw um, or be moved five feet toward or away from you. So you can move him away from, uh, from Robin. Well, it says that it can't carry more than 10 pounds, so I don't see yes. why it wouldn't be able to grip something. Yeah, it could grip something. It's kind of just... Um, I want it to grip its face. <laughs> right. Um, it's kind of a question of, uh, what, like, like if he can bat it away enough to effectively see in a short time. So basically there are things that create the blindness effect and they have certain costs and without inflicting those costs, I don't think I would allow the blinded effect. However, uh, if you wanted to harry him either with your your mage hand or like with your raven, that would allow that would be offering the help action. And one of the things that that could do is like give Robin or anyone who gets near that guy advantage on his next turn's attacks. Okay, I'll it's do, giving I'll, up your turn in order to do that. I'll do that because this is an action, and then I have a bonus action that I'm doing afterwards. Okay. So yeah, I will do that and help help Robin because I don't know, he looked like he was struggling. Um and then, word. <laughs> and then hold on. I okay, I am going to cast uh spirit shroud. Okay. And taking some creative liberties. It says that uh, I call for spirits of the dead, but I'm picturing that I call forth like the other ravens in spirit. <laughs> mm, you can like tell the me. Emotic clones. You can tell me. Yeah, no. I like that. I, no. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just kind of fly around. Uh, they're intangible and invulnerable. Um, they help. Basically, if I attack something, I would get an extra, like extra radiant damage. Mm. How close am I to these enemies? Yeah, I'd say you're 10 feet away. Okay. So then what this also does at 10 feet is um, when it when a, when they start their turn, if I can see them, uh, the speed is reduced by 10 feet. 
until the start awesome. of uh, until the start of my next turn. So, uh, yeah, very cool, very cool. mostly just for show right now. But yeah, <laughs> very good. Okay, um, yeah. So basically, yeah, they are kind of harried by these uh, spirits of your other uh, emotions. That will be Raven's turn. Um, Unless you would like to move. Would you like to stay put up there or, or move down? As long as I'm within 10 feet, I'm good. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. So you stay within the other place. So that should be fine unless... Uh, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. No, the duration on Rope Tricks an hour. So that's fine. It's not concentration. So, um, okay. Uh, so unless Cyborg just decides to kill Raven... And close rope trick. That's fine. Well, I think it would expel her anyway. <laughs> Wait, what is rope trick? <laughs> it's the it's rope the trick other dimension that you're standing inside of. Oh, I'm yeah, still like in, looking I haven't down stepped from outside portal. the portal. Well, you could if you want to. That's what I'm saying. And you could be flying around. Or yeah. Oh, I thought I don't know why I was picturing us up on like a balcony of some kind or like a walkway. Probably because it's the old, like the next thing that makes more sense than rope trick. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess i'll chill in the portal for now all right hanging cool. out with the bachelor pad <laughs> yeah um the okay so starfire um it is your turn these guys are down below you um one has uh robin has engaged one in combat the other one is being held by cyborg and one uh attacked beast boy and there are still there's as there's five of them, so they equal you guys in force. Um, and yeah, so there's still I guess two that haven't moved yet, and that are positioned behind behind the others. Uh, how close together are they? Um, they are. Um, I said they took formation around um, the one that was, uh, yeah, the one that was uh, restrained. So that would have been one behind, probably, and then two on the side, two to each side. So I would say they're all um, they're all within a twenty foot like sphere. If that's kind of the type of thing you're asking about, <laughs> um, but some of your friends are also within that. But I know you have ways around that. Uh, but also the um, the stasis field with the chip floating in it is right there as well. Okay, so what I'm asking, because uh, I'm admittedly kind of bad with spatial imagination, is mm-hmm. is there a way that I can catch those two uh, in a 20-foot range without blowing up my friends or a billion-dollar computer chip? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's two on the far side that um, that basically... Well, there's one in the back, and there's two on a far side that haven't been engaged with yet. One of them will probably try to attack like Cyborg next. Okay, so but, I'm going to try and catch um, those yeah. two uh, with my Star Bolts. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to sort of zip out like a, like a, like a Powerpuff Girl uh, zooming through the night sky <laughs> and just pelt them uh, with a barrage. Yeah. Oh, also, I mean, it's rel- I guess it's relevant for people's sight, but as soon as you guys initiated things um the lights turned on and then definitely when uh, uh, of your choice you could have had the lights turn on but then definitely once the place was breached the lights all would have turned on so the place isn't dark anymore okay um, yeah. i mean I but, yeah so, light, you, so 
Okay, so you attack them with your star bolts? Yep. Pew, okay. pew, pew, pew. Two of them. So they have uh, to make deck saves. They, is it? Do they make deck saves? Do you have that written? Yeah, on the star bolts. Okay, because I, I know the DC is based on my strength, but I couldn't remember what they were yeah. rolling. Okay. Okay, um, one rolled natural 20, so a 25, and the other one rolled a 23. Uh, 22, so they both make it. Jeez. Okay. Okay. And because they both because they both have evasion, they actually take no damage as they easily leap out of the way of your star bolts explosion. Okay. Yeah, I I you know, I I'm splashing them with these things and as soon as they start doing, you know, somersaults and cartwheels to get out of the way, I just sort of <laughs> stare down disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you like uh as a bonus action you would like to do? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, do you want to get closer to them or just stay up in the air or something? No, I'm staying up in the air. There's no reason for me to come down. Okay. Um, all right. And um, now it is Beast Boy's turn. 14 to hit. That will not hit as you try to bite at not him and hit. decides. Uh, Sabretooth does not have multi-attack, so I think that's all I can do. Okay. All right. Do you want to do anything as a bonus action? Are any of my allies next to me right now, or is just am I just uh... not immediately? Okay. I'd say cyber uh, cyborg is probably like uh, he's nearby, but he's not like if you turn into an animal, you're not going to crush anyone. Gotcha. How many other um, uh, rival enemies are in the room that I can see? So there are five total. One is restrained currently by Cyborg. Uh, one is attacking uh, or is fighting um, Robin. Um, and two just jumped away out, out of a, the way of a Starbolt. They're all still in the same position. They haven't run or, run anywhere. Okay. So they're all together within like a 20-foot radius at least. Okay. Um, I'm gonna change into a giant hyena with my bonus action. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Beast Boy turns. I haven't, I haven't turned into this yet. <laughs> okay, we have one of them. Okay, this one looks up at the portal, um, and is going to. He pulls out this device, uh, from his belt. It's like a little handheld. I mean, <laughs> it kind of looks like an alien gun from uh, Halo or something, or at least in the way it's held. Um, and he fires this, these beams of, uh, of yellow energy up at uh, Raven, who is within the uh, portal. Uh, so he's shooting at you. So yeah, it's this, these beams of yellow energy um, as he fires them at you and he'll make three attacks. Um, you can either make three unarmed attacks or three attacks this way. Now, do remember, you do have access to the shield spell now, because um, I, I, I gave that to you. They rolled, or he his attacks rolled a 24, a 17, and a 10. Uh, the 10 will obviously not hit. Um, the 17 might be able to be blocked by your shield spell. Um, so whatever your armor class is, increase that by five. Yeah. If you um, want to use it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. 
So only okay. the 24 hits. Your armor class normally is like 16, I think, or something. Uh, it's actually 14 with, with mm. maid's armor. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, so the 17 wouldn't hit, but the uh, the 24 still would. 13 points of radiant damage as you're hit by the... Um, as you're kind of grazed by the uh, laser. Next is Cyborg. Mm. It's your turn. All right. You got this dude in cable. I saw that you posted the tensile strength of the aircraft cable. Thanks. That's that's good. We'll try to determine a a saving DC later on right. based off of that. The bigger question of all that is how you can quickly tie it and what size is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think the way to actually do it mid-combat would be use, use a clamping system, so where you just mm. loop, loop it and then just attach a clamp to it. But Okay, uh, yeah, so it's... Ba- yeah, I kind of imagine that basically kind of what you would have done was like a lasso, mm-hmm. and then that would have uh, oh, yeah, that would work. restrained his arms. Yeah, that yeah would and like a lasso, and then maybe you just you you clip a clamp on it, and so yeah. he'll and actually have to tie. Yeah, that's a good idea. That, that's probably exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it can get up to a certain thickness while still being maneuverable. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we can work that out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think I'm going to pop to somebody else, maybe the one who is attacking Raven. And just try yeah. and grapple that dude. All right, he's uh that one is uh nearby enough, I I would think, to where you could just like use your movement to to get over to him. So yeah. yeah. Okay, I I just run over to him and I grab that sucker. All uh, right. that is a thirty three on the athletics check. Uh, athletics check. Or uh, the grapple check, which is athletic. Oh. Sorry. All right. Oh, so you're you're going to try to grapple another one then? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. That is a question. Can I do that? While did, did tying this guy up count as he's just tied and I can leave him there, or do I need to keep a hold of? Hmm. Um. That. That. Yes. That's the question. I think you got to keep a hold of him. Okay. Because. While his arms might be still be held for a little bit, he could still run around. You're okay. only keeping him in place by like pulling against him when he tries to pull away. Right. Okay. So mostly, yeah. I'm just keeping him held. Um, All right. Yeah. And you could attack him while doing that if you wanted to, like try to punch him while holding it with the other hand or or whatever. Okay. Um, is he, was I able to, um, pin his arms down or is he still able to attack? That is say, does this count as a grapple or a restraining situation? Hmm. Um, I will say that, um, it, you would have done it so that it would have gone, um, it would have gotten his arms down as well uh, at this point. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm not quite as worried about him, so I'm probably just going to grab, keep a hold of him and start shooting at other things. Okay. I am going to net shoot. I'm going to burr, uh, yeah, I'm just going to use my radiant weapon. A burst of light just shines out of my arm cannon as I charge attack, 
Um, so there is a 30 foot radius of bright light and then a dim light for an additional 30 feet. So I'm just right. lighting up the room. Okay, this is the the weapon does dif- it's a little different than I was thinking of it. But regardless, I'm still going to use it to shoot twice. Bam bam. Um so I'm going to shoot the one that's attacking Raven. Feel like I should have this re- Okay, that's my lightning launcher. The first attack is wow, is a 13, the second one is a 16. Okay. Uh neither of them hit. So you okay. fire them. These guys are very dexterous. They leap out of the way like ninjas. Okay. Sounds good. And the other two are at the bottom of the round. So uh, one of them, in replication of one of the things uh, that happens in the episode, one of them jumps into the air and then swings his arm with the laser to create kind of this beam up at this structure above. It's one of the energy uh, uh, processing units. It's this big object and he slices off the bottom of it and this big cylindrical object falls down and it's falling down uh above where you are currently flying starfire so i'm gonna need you to make a dexterity saving throw okay first of all how dare you second of all (laughs) um, dexterity save is 24 Okay, so um, without much issue, you weave out of the way of that. It crashes into the ground with a um, kind of a bit of an explosion. Um, uh, And he flips down and lands back on the ground. Basically, that was kind of some of his movement. These guys got good jumps. They can jump pretty high, as it seems. Uh, So even being in the air in a room like this wouldn't keep you fully safe. He then lands back on the ground and then kind of runs alongside the room. So he's not in the main huddle anymore. He actually runs a surprising distance, um, even with the effect that it, from Raven's spell. Uh, it seems that he's able to devote a little bit more to movement than most people. Um, so then the last one uh, at the bottom of the round. So this one engaged with Robin is going to it's going to use cunning action to disengage from you because it's you heard it a good bit so basically as you're like throwing punches at him he he then slips past you past your guard and runs past you and he grabs the chip um out of the thing and he then runs to the side of the room um, and so he is out of that main sphere of combat that's happening, and that is his turn currently. He is clearly trying to make a break for the door, but he didn't have that much movement, so he just got out of the um, the uh, the immediate fray to begin with. And now it is the top of the round. It is the turn of the one that is restrained by Cyborg. He's going to try to get out of that. Um, I think I'm going to do this like a contested grapple check, probably. Um, um, he's going to do acrobatics because he's better at that to basically try to contort his way out of the loop. And it will be contested by your athletics or acrobatics check. Gosh, that's a hard choice between uh, that and athletics. 34. (laughs) 
Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. You get it, you're strong. Yeah, you have a lot of athletics. Basically, basically, everyone's like a little overpowered <laughs> in one way or the other, but maybe sometimes in ways that makes them feel like not as special as other people. But uh, and that way that exists for Cyborg is he's just really fucking good at football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he rolled a th- he rolled a 13. So you still have him hogtied or not hogtied, but you still have him tied here. You'll probably have him hogtied soon is the point. Um, Robin, it is your turn. You're the guy you were just fighting grabbed uh, the chip or disengaged from you, grabbed the chip and started running away. How far did he get from me? Um, let's Wait, did my mage hand not do anything? Your mage hand would have given him, would have given Robin advantage against him. It was the help action, essentially, so uh, on his next attack, but now he's moved out of that, that sphere. Okay, let's just check. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So his speed was reduced ten by ten feet by um, Raven's spell, but he had originally a forty-foot movement speed. He used his movement of thirty feet to get to the uh, the chip and start running away. Uh, he had to use his action to grab the chip. I would say he could have either probably used a bonus action or an action for a simple item interaction, but he had already used his bonus action to disengage, so he had to use his action to grab the chip. So he is 30 feet away from you, Robin. Oh, that's not far enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Robin's gonna run right up on him and just go straight into another barrage of punches. Okay. And now he gets to the chip and looks up, and Robin's already in front of him. <laughs> yeah, he basically starts running, and Robin is just on his ass. <laughs> okay, the first two strikes are a 25 and a 22. Those will both hit. For a total of 21 points of damage. Okay, so 7 and then 14. All right, yes. with those two... Uh, you will defeat him. Um, how are you striking him? How do you intend to to hit him? I guess. I just like kind of lethal or not. He um non lethal. I'm just going yeah. to try and knock him. Like, <laughs> listen, stunning strike won't work. I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So as he's running, I just go into a a sprint after him and do a kind of a a spinning kick straight into the back of his head. And as he spins around, just bring my other foot around and just clock him in the face. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and so basically he tumbles. The chip goes flying out of his hand yeah. up into the air. Um, and he turns around. Um, I, I feel like uh, Krista and Paul and maybe Johnny are starting to get flashbacks to a Pokemon game I ran with the Pokeball flying all over the place <laughs> um, for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll try to be more conservative. It's not noise. after it. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll try to be more conservative with that, but there is a little bit of that in this that episode. <laughs> um, so it goes flying out of the air. He like basically he's like twirls around and then like 
falls on his face and skids like like on his face like with his butt up in the air and that's the position <laughs> he like finally takes and he's like not he's twitching very weirdly um you're you don't know what that's about you really hope it's not brain damage um <laughs> but he is twitching strangely but he is not moving uh in any meaningful way um and he's it's it looks like he's down for count um, um if the is the chip flying through the air currently it is currently flying through the air and that is where it will be at the end of this round you can um I guess you still have a few attacks you could make. Uh, I have 15 you... feet of movement and a bonus action attack. Okay. Um, Are you going to so attack the chip? I'd rather... Can I, could I use my bonus attack to just kind of lunge and like catch the chip? Um, I would say... It's an attack, not well, an action. Yeah. Uh, so a bonus action... It allows what is described as a simple item interaction. I don't think this is a simple item interaction. I think you'd want your action for like a dex check to try to catch the chip. But you can start running after the direction that it moves. It's flying through the air, uh, hurtling over people's heads at the moment. And you can definitely pursue it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be try and be underneath it like like catching the football in the other episode yeah yeah <laughs> all right very good <laughs> you know those call that callback to catching things <laughs> now it is another one's turn it's the one who was attacking beast boy he sees the chip uh because that is the primary focus for them he sees the chip flying through the air and he's going to disengage from you beast boy and he's going to run and jump into the air to try to grab it. I'm going to give him a dexterity check to try to grab the chip out of the air. Now, they're pretty good at dex, but they could fumble this. That is a 15, though. I would say that is adequate. Um, so he leaps into the air and grabs it and then starts um, running towards the exit. Now... Um, he was still he was also included in that spirit shroud effect. So he does not is not quite as fast as he usually would be, but that actually makes him as fast as most people would normally be. Um so he starts running towards the exit, and he's not at the exit yet, but he's he's booking in that direction. He basically leapt over everyone's heads when he jumped uh to grab the chip. Um, and he's booking back in. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to snatch the chip from him and move it in, up into the air if I can. Okay, I think it's a contested check. Twenty six. Okay, he rolled a twenty four, so you just it slips through his fingers uh, as he you pull it away from him. You can move it up to thirty feet. It's just gonna go thirty feet into the air, so up above. Okay. Um, away from any kind of like terrace or wall that can be climbed. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So just in into room. yeah, into as much into open air as you can get it. All right. Yep. And then, as a bonus action, I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon. Okay. Um, um uh, I think you can only do bonus. So you can do action spell and bonus action cantrip, and you can do action a bonus action 
Yeah, yeah, if you do one spell, you can only do a bonus uh, action, or you can only do a yeah. cantrip as either an action yes. or a bonus Wait, action. okay, so... If you use your action to do My a action spell, was a cantrip. Oh, I guess for you it is... Yeah, oh, so my yeah. bonus action is a spell. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's also my last spell. I only have two spell slots, so... Okay. Fair enough. The warlock, the warlock uh, limitations come in to say, "Look, even if I'm cheating, I deserve it." Which, no, I don't think you're cheating. (laughs) But yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, this is my my last means of of offense at this point. Mm. Um, Mm. I have a spiritual. I'm gonna create a floating spectral weapon. So it's just like gonna be like a dark, shadowy katana or something. I don't know. Mm. Um. Yes. When I cast the spell, I can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet. How close is the one that's attacking me and Cyborg? Well, you can cast Spiritual Weapon anywhere within the range of its Oh, right, range. right, right. Okay, cool. So I'm going to attack the guy. The one that, yeah, the one that shot lasers at me. Or the energy pulses. Okay. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know. I'm bad at D&D. Uh, how does it work, like... When I cast a spell, how do I know what level spell I'm casting? Uh, well, warlocks always cast, because they're warlocks, they have uh, a wonky thing where they always cast at the highest level that they can, determined by their uh, character thing. So at level 8, you always cast spells as if they were cast at 4th level. Okay. Normally it would be a 1d8, but because I'd be casting it at fourth level it's a 2d8 in damage uh fourth damage yes Um, and then i also get the added damage from spirit shroud so so that isn't hold on now this is another one where it's at higher levels again so on so it's another 2d8 so it's 48 total plus nice do i add anything to it hold on I don't think so. So the first 2d8 is force damage, and the second 2d8 is necrotic damage. I don't think that changes anything, though, right? Uh, not for this enemy, no. But that is um, that is good to note, and this is a very this is a very viable combo we've we've uh, we've discovered here. Um, yeah. Very good. There's um, a lot of these actually. I just haven't really used them because, again, I only mm. have two spell slots, so. Yeah. I have to line them up. <laughs> this is like a Dark Souls but, uh, katana weapon like happening right now. Yeah. Um, I have to pick great. between this and cause fear. So if cause fear happens, I don't mm. end up doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Damage is 25. Very good. Okay. So you slash into his back. He gets the... um. Uh, oh, oh, well, this guy's the guy down below. You slash into him. And um, with this weapon, it's force damage and necrotic damage. So it's one of those situations where it's like, um, I think it's like blood. It's kind of like pushes against him. It's not like one of those things where you cut into him like with an actual sword, but almost like it cuts deeper than flesh in a way. Um, And he doesn't look good at all, uh, but he is still standing. Very good. Cool. Okay. 
All right, that is Raven's turn. Um, it is that one who lost the uh, the chip before's turn, um, the one that originally ran away from Beast Boy. Um, he sees the chip up in the air. Um, these guys do have big jumps. Uh, so 30 feet, I think, is not the biggest problem as he runs off the do- uh, the wall and then leaps into the air kind of with a dive. Now, the dive is taking him in the opposite direction that he ultimately wants to go, but he's trying to get the chip. Um, so he will gra- try to grab the chip with a dex check from where it is in the air. He can jump 30 feet into the air. They do it in the episode. They they jump up high enough to engage Starfire in the air. In the I know episode. they're robots, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what? <laughs> I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, let's do his dex check. Uh, he rolls a 22 to grab it. I think that would be um, successful. Um, so basically he grabs it, the shroud of, uh, dark energy surrounding it briefly dissipates. Um, but he lands back in the middle of that fray with everyone, uh, and with no movement left. So he is, this is definitely inhibiting them. (laughs) All right. So where's the chip right now? The chip just got this dude leaped through the air, uh, kind of like in like, almost like a Superman pose with an arm outstretched to grab the chip. And then he rolled and landed and rolled back onto the ground he's now back kind of near a little bit past the uh group of people fighting and he's just standing up from he's like standing up now oh i'm gonna barrel down and slam him with uh both my feet in the kind of mario (laughs) uh head jump sort of okay that will hit and that will hit Oh, wait, I don't get two attacks, do I? I'm a sorcerer. No, you do. Well, no, no, you do, because you're special, super special awesome. Oh, okay, (laughs) I forgot. All right, I forgot forgot how special I was. Don't Um, ever forget that. Okay. Don't ever forget that, babe. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Um, (laughs) That's a a 25 and a 29 for our listeners at home, Um, or wherever you're listening. You know, I don't care. I don't judge. No, it's Um, only for the the listeners at home. (laughs) If you're driving, fuck you. um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> i know um is it it's a it's a d8 uh yeah um, plus strength yeah it's been so long since we've recorded <laughs> if you're listening from work like i usually do what a bad <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> okay so the first hit is a 16 and the second one is a 19 and i'm going for non-lethal obviously. okay <laughs> uh Gonna bash in his face, non <laughs> Basically, yeah. Can't wait to kill Red X. <laughs> okay. We have permission to murder him. <laughs> uh, you barrel into him. Uh, you don't do quite as much as you thought you would, um, as he seems somehow denser than a human person should be. But uh, you do like kind of come down at him with like this strafing run and just barrel into him. He stumbles forward like a half step. Sorry, uh, for all you listeners at home, uh, 
that partial damage that I did means that it is resistant to blood bludgeoning <laughs> and slash. Yes. Uh, Beast Boy, it's your turn. Wait, wait. So is the guy okay? The guy like, is fine? still standing. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did like 40. Okay. Yeah. yeah how much wait, damage wait. Did you how much damage did you? You did. Uh, okay. So it would have been. Okay. It would have been like 34. Yes. 35 and each, damage. But each one of those instances were halved. Okay. Yeah. All wait, right. why? Yeah. Okay. Because the, the image, because he's resistant. The mental image to me is very funny of me uh, having super strength and dive bombing him from the sky and landing on him with both feet and like him apparently not even reacting, <laughs> just being like. Oh, well, he he definitely <laughs> reacts. It's still, it's still like it's still almost have them. He's resistant saying. to okay. force Are damage. You still on top of him, or did you just like bop him? I think I'm still there because I expected him to like Wait, drop. He's like, he's resistant to force damage. No, uh, bludgeoning, piercing, or at least bludgeoning is what you guys know. Okay, so sure. we're counting. We're counting that as bludgeoning yeah. enough. Yeah, us. the other guys were not getting any. Anyone else who's been damaged has not been getting half damage because monks are super special, awesome, and because spells. Gotcha. I just want to make sure, like, because I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know the difference between bludgeoning damage and force damage. Right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. D and D is dumb. Um, but anyway, uh, Beast Boy, it's your turn. Well, I'm I'm still a giant hyena, so I'm gonna bite him. Okay, you're gonna bite him as a giant hyena. Very good. Yes, I'm gonna bite. Okay, that is a twenty to hit. Twenty to hit. That will hit him. I did ten bite pierce damage. Okay. Uh, all right. And then, what is your weird? Um, what is that? That uh, do you have that? That druid ability about resistances yet, or what? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know if that applies here or not, but it says my wild shape attacks ignore resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. So if it's resistant to magical damage, or wait, no. If it's resistant to non-magical attacks and damage, it is not resistant or immune anymore. Yes. So I don't know if the resistancy comes from the fact if it's magical or There's a lot of weird like interactions that we usually are never touched on in a game, uh, but have been so far. Because like um like for instance, Starfire's the thing that I was like Starfire's resistance comes from her being naturally resistant. And so like um Robin's ability to overcome resistance, aka the as it's normally known, uh, or as it's known in the community, the ability for monks to punch ghosts, isn't relevant yeah. because Starfire's resistance is just a flat-out resistance to all any kind, like a barbarian's rage ability. Um, okay. But so then for attacking, we have, I think yours works the same way that um that that like it's basically making my attacks magical weapon attacks mm -hmm. like because if you are i think that this is how i interpret it if you are like a fighter with a sword and you're using just a normal sword mm -hmm. and someone has resistance or to non-magical attacks or damage mm -hmm. you 
then 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 it wouldn't do as much but if you have but if they have like a plus one sword and it's a magical sword yes. then it doesn't do yes that. i think that's um, what I'll, it yeah. so it's basically making my attacks magical yes in a sense yes but if it, I'm guessing, if it's still resistant to like piercing, well, or no, it's damage, the, it the, the specification resistant? in this case is resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. From non-magical. Okay, so yeah. then it would not be resistant yes. then. <laughs> awesome. Basically, yeah, right, so you then... you you and Robin have hacks, and Starfire doesn't have hacks. She just has a lot of innate See, strength. This is piercing damage. Uh, and it would be magical, so it, if it had resistance to non-magical piercing damage, it would be full damage. Okay, yes, correct. Okay, so 10 piercing. Okay, 10 piercing. You bite into him, and now it's very obvious, as you guys, as he's bit into, uh, no blood splurts out or anything like that. Um, they It just punctures, and the feeling on your teeth uh is very obvious and there's a bit of sparks that fly out um Dude. he's not dead yet <laughs> no he's not dead <laughs> <No>. yet <laughs> the one that attacked raven this one is pretty hurt um he sees this with his friend um his friend basically has or his ally has the chip in his hand and um like and he's been bitten by a hyena um yeah he runs forward to where his friend's position is and he throws a smoke bomb down on the ground the smoke pellet uh expels smoke in a 20 foot radius uh and that area is now um, heavily obscured. So basically, line of sight can't penetrate it. Um, and this basically means that everyone in, within that area or looking in, into it from the outside, um, it's heavily obscured. You have no vision on who you are. Now, you just bit the guy and then pulled back because uh, it's not like a clamp down grapple bite. It's just a bite. Um, but And he was right in front of you but you still can't see him. Um, you still assume he's still in if front of you. If he moves away from me, I could probably make an attack yes. uh, at disadvantage. Uh, uh, yeah, assuming he doesn't disengage, which they're good at doing, but uh, and that's yeah, why they're doing this. But uh, So the other guy ran forward and covered him and his ally with the smoke. That is also um, uh, Beast Boy's within that, and Starfire is within that. Uh, directly um so um yes and that let me see that's an action for him yes that is an action for him so that's his turn to protect him and his ally within the smoke okay but there's a guy who's holding the chin Yes, but he is now. You can't see him. There's smoke. Oh, that's 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 not good. That's yep. not good at all. I can't see him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably not something that fairy fire would help either. Um, about how far away was he the last time I saw him? 
Yeah, he would have been within the range of the fairy fire, I'll say. Okay, yeah, but even so, would that do you do what would I think that would light him up uh, inside the smoke, or would it just still be covered up? Fairy fire. Each object in a twenty foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light that fails the dex save. Um, Any attack roll against it has advantage. I would say that like. So there are different ways for someone to be fully obscured. They could be behind a wall, for instance. And mm-hmm. in that case, it probably wouldn't help you much if they um, if they were glowing. But he is within a fog cloud. So if he glowed with light, I think that would be... You'd be able to see that a little bit. Yeah. All right. Hey, worth a shot. Let's shoot it. Bam! I shoot a fairy fire in his general direction. Okay, so um, also the interesting thing about fairy fire is it says each object in a 20-foot cube, and then it says any cre- uh, creature when the spells cast has to make dex save, and then for the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. So yes. it, will al- it can also affect the chip individually. Yes, good. Yeah, so, and the chip can't make a saving throw, so the chip will just continue to glow. Uh, and unless they're holding it like in a closed fist um, while they're running, it, yeah. Okay, so, um, all right, so they have to make deck saves. Let's give mm-hmm. them their deck saves. Any creature in the area. So that will also include Beast Boy and, um, and uh, Starfire. They right. you can't choose not to target them. No, so okay. they both fail. So as you guys are looking at the smoke, uh, there's what color do you choose? For me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with yellow. Right, yellow. Um, the spell says blue, green, or violet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'm yeah. no fun DM. Sorry, the smoke is, uh, and the smoke is colorless. Uh, well, it doesn't affect the, hmm, okay. I'm not going to get into whether it affects Let's not the get into that. I'm, well, just gonna highlight them. I'm just going to highlight them as violet. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So they are both affected. Um, Starfire and Beast Boy go ahead and roll as well. Yeah, that's a 14 for Star Star. All right. That's not good enough. Oh, a nat 20. Ooh, that's good enough. Yeah, I also think as a hyena. I, oh, as a hyena. Okay, uh, very good. Well, the hyena somehow, despite being being the bigger guy, leaps up as the light kind of envelopes everything and isn't affected. He's still fully obscured, um, and then well, he stays in this area. Uh, but uh, Starfire begins to blow with or to blow. Oh no, <laughs> to glow <laughs> begins to glow with a violet light. Um, and so you are not benefiting from, but they're not benefiting and Starfire is not benefiting from the, the obscuring effect right now. Okay. Um, so it literally has no effect. I just am glowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty normal. Can I see? Wait, so are, is he glowing? The enemy? The enemy yeah. is glowing. Yes. Hey, can I see where they're trying to run to? Like if they have an escape route? 
well, there's only one exit currently. Well, there's a hole up in the ceiling from which they came from, and it's like a big blown out hole in the wall. But uh, aside from that, seem, yeah, aside from that, which could be an option, there's the main exit, and that's what they've been going for so far. All right, I am going to do my best to just grab my little buddy that I have and interpose myself in front of that door. I doubt okay. I'll get there yet, but, you know, I'm going that yeah. way. All right, so are you going to try to uh, pull him as, as you move? Yep. All right. Uh, okay, so then uh, he... Um, yeah, so you can move at half move while doing that. Right. All right, so you move like 15 feet, I think. Yeah, I believe that's um, right. Yes, so um, we've got... Uh, after that, Cyborg's turn, the last one, um, this one sees that, and he is going to run into the cloud. Uh, he was not within the first sphere. He's going to run into the cloud of smoke, and you see the objects outlined in light start to shuffle around a bit. And then he shoots out of the smoke. And then he's going to use his bonus action to dash for his cutting action. And so he basically, with that, he runs into the smoky area. Um, you can try to, um, I would say, Starfire and Beast Boy, you can try to make an attack roll uh or an attack of opportunity against him with disadvantage because he is obscured in smoke smoky area um yeah okay my low roll was an 11 okay starfire will hit him um yeah so which guy is this this is the guy who jumped up and tried to drop the thing on your head. He's right. one of the few that haven't been damaged yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I got an 18. So I think I'm just, uh, so as he runs by, I think I'm just taking a big swing at him. Okay. So you do hit him for 18 damage. All right. You do feel the hit strike, but he continues to run. So he actually does get past where you're trying to move to cyborg so he is a little bit behind you uh at the exit he has not run through the exit yet so there's still a chance to stop him that is the end of that guy's turn it's the top of the round it's the guy who is restrained uh with you um the guy who is restrained with you cyborg grabs something from his belt and chucks a smoke pellet down onto the ground uh, as he sees his ally behind you trying to re get to the exit. And at this point, this, that smoke pellet will envelop that area in front of the exit uh, and the two of you. Okay. Fun. Now we're all obscured. Yep. Uh, and, the, and next, Robin, it is your turn. So where technically am I at this point? I was running, I thought, that direction to catch mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah, you were running that direction to catch the thing. Well, a lot happened. It's so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so much happened. It's so much happened. 
but yeah, you were running to try to catch the thing, and then it flew all over the place because people flew all over the place. And then, uh, so you were running in that direction, but you have plenty of movement, basically. You saw that ultimately the guy with the chip ended up uh, like very quickly, kind of even like running off the wall for a second, uh, like very ninja style. He was like right before the exit, past where Cyborg was dragging the other one to try to cover. And then that one seemed from a Cyborg's position, a big cl- cloud of smoke exited. You still know that he was right in front of the exit, though. So you could run in there blind and try to attack. I'm going to run in there blind, but I'm going to try get through the exit and try and run past it. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically, um, as you try to run past him, you get to a point where you know you have to brush past him quickly and you feel him next to you. He will take an attack of opportunity uh, just because why not? It's a free attack. Um, so he'll try to attack you uh, with disadvantage because everything's heavily obscured. That is going to be a 10, so he misses. You feel him swipe at you, but you manage to get ahead of him and in front of him. So you have 45 movement. You do get uh, in there with no with no issue. Um, am I outside of the smoke cloud at this point? Uh, you can be if you want to. You could even be in the next room if you want to. Okay. I want to be in the next room, um, and I'm going to prepare my action with a bolo to try and snag this guy as he comes okay. out of the smoke cloud. All right. So basically you flip around the corner and you're ready to chuck the bola as soon as he bursts yeah. through the smoke. All right. Who has the chip? Yeah. Uh, the one, the one... ran out the door or yeah. is about to run out. Am I, am I, and then there's a guy running behind him. Now you do not have line of sight of him because there's a big smoke cloud in front of him. Now there's two smoke clouds. How does that way. work with <laughs> spiritual weapons? If you can't target someone, you can move the spiritual weapon. You can move the spiritual weapon to a location where you think someone is and try to attack. And if the creature is even there, you'll get an attack with disadvantage. Okay. Um. And and what what was glowing again with fairy light? Uh, the one that ran to the door. So one creature is glowing with fairy light. So you could actually attack that guy. And that's the one with the chip, right? No. There's one ahead of him with the chip. I see. I'm going A guy ran into the cloud to get the chip who wasn't glowing because he saw his friends were glowing and that chip was not glowing. I'm going to trust that Robin's got this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to attack the one that is glowing that's near the door. Yeah, 25. Okay, that will hit him. So go ahead and roll damage. Now he's not within 10 feet of you, so you don't get that um, thing from Spirit Shroud. Unless you want to fly out 10 feet over the uh, smoke mist. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go over to him so that I ensure the kill or well, the knockout, if you will. (laughs) Despite this being long and annoying and convoluted, you are still technically doing better than them in the episode. (laughs) I rolled 20 damage. All right, that guy. How do you how do you end that dude? Well, uh, I I, sl- I slash him a little bit, and then my clones like I don't know crowd him until he just and then they they crowd him, and then when they flitter away, he's just on the ground unconscious. 
<laughs> nice, nice. I, I was gonna say like, oh, oh crap, her clones come in and just start teaming. <laughs> <laughs> like in Fortnite, they start doing a Fortnite dance. I imagine it looks awesome. really creepy because they just crowd around him, and then mm. the, as they go away, he's just on the ground yeah. twitching. <laughs> Bas yeah, basically, you slash him, and as he starts to fall to the ground, they they swarm around him you briefly can't see his glowing outline and then they move away out of the cloud and uh you can see his his outline twitching a little bit from, from the, the very, very good all right okay so the guy at the door uh or the guy with the where's the chip right now where's the chip the chip is um almost through the door but it's within a fog cloud oh did, did we make the fog cloud no, no, the guy that Cyborg was dragging dropped the smoke pellet to cover his friend's exit. Okay. So he wouldn't be considered within sight, or...? No. He would not. <clears throat> One moment. Yeah, he's heavily so I would obscured. have disadvantage if I chose to regular. Yes. Um... Yeah, if you move to a space where you, you know where he was before the smoke cloud showed up, but yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, approximately what like what range? Like like foot wise, like how far away is he? I would say forty. Uh, he dashed, so. Um, I'd say, I'd say at least 40 feet. Honestly, he's probably through the door a little bit. So here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to fly out the door and past him. Okay. And wait out there, uh, like 30 feet from the exit. Okay. You can do, if you fly straight from your position, there's risk of barreling into Cyborg. But if you go around and then in, you have plenty of movement to do that. Yeah, that's what okay. I want to do. Okay. Um, can I ready an action to attack him when I see him? Yes. Uh, the answer is yes. So that is what I would like to do. I would like to be 30 feet away from the exit on the other side and be ready to attack when he comes out of that fog cloud. Okay. So you will move past him because of the size of the corridor. Mm -hmm. Um so he will get an attack of opportunity against you at disadvantage because yeah. everything's yep. obscured. Well, actually, you're not obscured because you have fairy fire, so he's a regular attack. <laughs> True. No, but that's 12 to hit, so he won't hit you. He does not hit me, now. Yeah, you feel him swipe at your, your ankles, but you're too fast as you Perfect. move through. Um, now, <laughs> uh, I guess... <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Robin is waiting at the other end with a bola. <laughs> For when something comes out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically <laughs> said him. Yes, but it's a big blur of movement. <laughs> well, actually, My no. You'd see a pink light. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. If if not for the pink light, I might make you make an active roll. But because there's a pink light moving, you're yeah. like, oh, that's Starfire or someone else. Hijinks, but I am. Glowing. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Yeah, you are glowing. Um, so you burst out and you see Robin there. You see, you see Robin there. Well, actually, Beast Boy is. Uh, no, yeah, Beast Boy is. Oh, no, um, yeah, um, 
So that would have been funny. But uh, anyway, yeah. So now both of you are outside in the next room. It's a room with uh, five other entrances leading in different directions. Um, So could be bad if someone gets gets through here and creates more obscuring effects. Um, But uh, so, yeah. So um, you guys are there with your actions prepared for when someone comes through. So in your action you're holding is to attack him? Yeah. Okay. Actually, can I can I can I correct that? Can it be a spell instead? Yes, you can hold spell. Um I want my action to be to to heat metal when I see him. Okay. I'm going to bonus action turn into a giant scorpion which has line sight of 60 feet. Awesome. Cool. So, I should be able to see him. If he's within 60 feet of me. Okay. All right. And there's two guys by the door like that. Um, oh. So, yeah. There's yeah. Two. Another guy made it made it there. Um, well, no, that was the guy. That was. No, that guy was the guy who Raven just finished off. Oh, The okay. dude who was glowing, who got away okay, from you because okay, okay. he disengaged. So, now, yeah. yeah, there's only the one. And then there's the guy held by Cyborg. Um yeah. Wait, but how, uh where is that guy? That guy's just being held by cy- cyborgs. Um well now that you can see, you sense them through the vibrations struggling. Uh they're about halfway in between you and the door at this point. Um, but the other guy is like past the threshold of the door, basically. Okay. So as a giant scorpion having Are is, is he like grappling him? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyborg has him uh, restrained in the the aircraft cable. A giant, a giant scorpion has three attacks. So could I like run by and like strike the guy with my like tail? Sure. And then run, keep running to go to the other guy. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I would like. I would like to do that. Um, I will first attack the. Guy cyborg is fighting with the sting attack. And you have advantage against him because he's restrained. Okay, so I'll roll twice. Okay, uh, the better roll is 21 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. Magical okay. piercing damage. Yep. And I'm going to run into, I'm going to skitter into the fog, and I'm going to... Is that it for the tail? Uh. Oh wait. Oh geez. Well, it no, does poison. Yeah, it I think it is poison, damage. but he's immune to poison. Okay. So it won't matter. But um, it does just want 40, to make sure. 10 poison damage. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize. Um, but yeah, no, that doesn't. So so basically, you guys, a cyborg, as you're struggling to hold this this guy, you don't want him to get away and make the situation even right. harder for everyone else to deal with. Um, you suddenly hear this little, like, chittering, like, walking, like, insectoid walking sound, but big. And then out of the, uh, of the, the obscuring, you see this giant green tail fucking jab this dude in the <laughs> neck. <laughs> and, and it's like, and he, like, jolts, like, in surprise and, and some pain as some sparks start coming out of the hole in his neck. And, and then the sound chitters on. <laughs> 
<laughs> past you guys. <laughs> it's a really fucking creepy, like, stealth attack. Ah, oh, no! <laughs> so does that mean we know they're robots? I, kn- I knew they were robots because I bit one of them. Oh, it was gotcha. all, all, all sparky. Got it. Um, so I was just like, oh, it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stab it in the neck. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you and keep so moving. So I'm going to keep moving. I have a f- speed of forty feet. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Uh, so do you, I get? You... I can, can. I can see through the cloud. So yeah. can I get up to him? You can get up to him, and you have no penalties to hit him. Sweet. So I'm going to hit him with two claw attacks. <laughs> Watch Beast Boy just be the fucking MVP at the end. <laughs> like Starfire and Robin just waiting out there. <laughs> okay, first one and second one. Oh, geez. Oh, Very bad roll. damn it. Those are bad rolls. That's sad. All right. Um, um, I don't hit him. Well, the first one. Well, remember you have adv- wait. No, you don't have advantage. He's not glowing. Yeah, um, it's just a normal attack roll, I think. Man, that's a bummer. Uh, you come up behind him and you try to attack at him, but he just he instinctually he dodges out of the way and just keeps so, running forward. Some, like, yeah, you're like nipping at his ankles. Dope so. monk dodges. <laughs> yeah. Now is he's one of the ones in the cloud glowing. There's another one in the cloud glowing. Yeah, there were two in the cloud glowing, remember? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you moved away from him. Oh, I guess he would have gotten an attack of opportunity against you. But, I mean, who cares? You got animal forms. Uh, I'll roll it, but like... I just didn't know he was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he rolls a 13, though. I don't know if that would hit the scorpion. Not a scorpion, no. Okay, so yeah, it bounces. It bounced off your carapace, so you didn't even really care about him. Um, he will run. I mean, he is. Uh, he will use his bonus action to dash. He'll get through the door. With his friend um and so basically from in the tunnel uh, do i get an attack of opportunity you, yes i do i will make a claw attack at 15 okay uh that will not hit unfortunately nah. you try to swipe at this guy and he slips past you and now both of them are running so basically in the hallway you guys do see a figure a glowing figure you know uh well you guys have i don't think you both saw the uh the one get defeated yet but you knew that two were glowing before um so it seems that one of them has has entered the hallway um in the smoke cloud you can see his outline kind of glowing with purple light um so yeah um but that will be his turn to move there cyborg it is your turn oh yeah all right um so, uh, do I, I don't know if the guy holding the chip has moved a whole lot, though he does have a big glowing chip. Yeah, well, the chip is glowing, though I would say currently he'd be holding it within his closed fist for that reason. Okay. To try to conceal the glowing. That makes So sense. it's not, it's not visible aside from some occasional slippage. The qu- I guess. But if he dropped it, it would glow. I guess the question is, do I know if he has moved since the smoke went off? 
Um, you wouldn't think that he has moved. So, okay. He hasn't had an opportunity. Um, he moves at the bottom of the round, so he will move soon. A couple of DM calls. A uh, general consensus is that you can use a second free hand to grapple a second creature, but it is, is still true. a DM's call. Uh, can I try to do that? I would say so. Okay, let's do that. Uh, I want to go for that guy. And grab. Okay. Hmm. Well, actually, there's there's one bit of an issue. Okay. This is only so big. Um. You are, you can't see. Right. And there is in between you and him, is Beast Boy. Ah, there is a Beast. So you, yeah. So your next creature that is within five feet of you. He's going to be Beast Boy. Okay. So, but you don't know that quite yet. You knew Beast Boy moved in that direction. Well, I do. Know, so I would leave it up. But I do know these yeah. guys are not giant scorpions, though. Yes, but <laughs> the giant scorpion is heavily obscured, so you can't see him exactly. That's fair. Oh, uh, no. I guess it's your call if you want to continue with what you did. Uh, or if you want to do something else. I... That that because what basically what you're saying is just reaching in the general direction that he is he is yeah. might land me a scorpion instead of a humanoid. Yeah, I would say it. I'm gonna rule that it will, <laughs> because yeah, he interposed himself behind the guy. So ah, yeah. I mean you you could um, if you knew that he went in that direction, you could try to move around him. Okay. Well, uh, around Beast Boy. Sorry. True. Um, if that's an option, like to identify Beast Boy because he's a different body shape and go around him, that's ideal. But if not, I do have other things I can do. <laughs> um, right. Uh, I, I'll just leave it up to you, I guess. I mean, identify my body shape. If I, th- yeah, that, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, would it, would you, does it look seem like it would work to try and go around him? I mean, I, I would enjoy doing that, mm-hmm. but. That's would, not... How... Okay, here's the question. How big is the scorpion? Uh, it is... Uh, large. Large. So okay. it takes up more space. Yes. There's even a question, because the passageway is built for medium creatures. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he could just... Mm. Okay. Um... Um, so that that so at me at being at fifteen foot movement rate that could very well cause a problem. Yes, and I don't think I think that the scorpion could because scorpions and insects they can kind of compact a fair bit. Yeah, I think you could move through the passageway, Beast Boy, but I do not really think that. Um, well, the ninja guy got past you. But they're tricky. Um, I don't think Cyborg could. Well, you could move through your your. You can move through an ally's space if they allow you to. But they have, that's not an issue. But they have to allow you to. Well, I well they would allow. He would allow you to. But that's awfully confusing uh, to work out in a, a smoke. Yeah. Area. Honestly, getting into the entrance is not a bad move because at the very least, I it creates mm. one more obstacle for the guys to escape. 
Um, yes. So I think moving into the entrance is a good idea, but I guess we'll have to nix the grabbing a second person one from net for for the moment. Um, yeah. In re, I guess instead of that, I will shoot a couple times. Let's. Uh, how about I shoot glowy guy a couple times? He's he's all glowy. Okay. Yeah. Um, his being obscured is canceled out by the glowing. So I would say I've been ruling it up to now, I think, as uh, even. So you can uh, make an attack roll against them. I do like attack rolls. Um, that is... <laughs> that's a natural 20 and a well, natural 19. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and also he's glowing, so yeah, yeah, it's still advantage, even though it's the smoke. Okay, so yeah, that's a natural 20. Go ahead and roll your, your crit. 12. Okay, 27. I'll take it. All right. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, how how do you kill him? I mean, it will be lethal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine at this point we've determined they're probably all robots. So Yeah, you saw the one you that you were holding get stabbed in the neck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to assume I'm not killing a human here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good. I just burst blast a hole through his chest. Okay, yeah. So basically, from the hallway, you guys see after you saw this uh, this glowing one appear. A few seconds later, you guys from outside the hallway, you see that glowing figure that you saw suddenly get this is flash of blue light, and it gets blasted apart into a bunch of little like chunks of uh, of like pink glowing light that scatters around <laughs> the the hallway in in the fog cloud uh, or in the smoke cloud. Um, so that's Cyborg's turn. Now it is the guy at the bottom of the round who will exit the, um, the hallway. He, yeah, as he runs forward and exits the hallway, your guys' held attacks, uh, may come forth. Mine's a 20 for my bolo. I am, uh, I am heating metal. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, so Very let's good. see. Uh, he's within range uh, of 60 feet. I can see him. Uh, you caused the object to glow red hot. Would, mm -hmm. would I know? So so I've seen one of these explode, right? Um, You saw one get bitten into and no blood come out of from Beast Boy. Okay. So and I've got sparks, the and sparks. Too, yeah. Okay, so so it's so it's not too much of a stretch to uh, think. Yeah, that yeah. I figured out these are machines. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to basically heat uh, his chest. Okay. So he'll immediately take. So this both happens at the same time. The bola wraps around him, and then he starts to glow red hot. He will immediately take two d eight fire damage. So go ahead and roll that. And he's restrained by the bola. Oh, I have a third level. Okay. So yeah, that, that'll just be an extra D8. One, one extra D8. 20 damage. Fire damage. He basically, he starts to... His whole body starts to glow uh, red hot. And he starts making these like... Like bad sounds <laughs> for a robot yeah. to make. And starts... Keeps moving forward. Now the Bola. Here's the thing with the Bola. The Bola, I think, has hit points right like a net i think i said is that in your description uh robin potentially let me find it yeah 
Um, it says dealing five points of slashing damage to the bola. Freeze the creature mm. without harming it. Mm. AC 10. Okay. Um, mm, weird. I'm not really convinced. Like, I understand the slashing being better. Like, you couldn't punch the string, right? And make it come off. But if a guy is on fire, <laughs> I feel like any sort of net or string situation on him. Now it could you it's could argue, made of I guess, aircraft that it's, cable. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably ar- argue that it's actually like a metal wire. So I'd say that. Yeah, I always thought. Fine. I mean, this is, so this yeah. is Robin, son of Batman. I feel like maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's, it's not. Therapy. Yeah, it's not string. So that's that's perfectly fine. Um, okay, so it's fine. It's fine. I just, I thought that there there was a potential for your guys's plans to, to not mesh well. Yeah, but they do, and just, so just to note, fine. because I don't want to melt the, the chip, I am doing my best to localize the heat to his, like, midsection area. Mm, okay. <laughs> I get to pick, I do get to pick a piece of armor. Yeah. Yeah, your... if you want to do his, if you want to do his chest armor, that I guess that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm um, doing. Yeah, so that's y'all's held action. It's still his turn. He moves forward. He sees you guys, uh, effectively blocking the um, his exit in the uh, in the traditional sense, and so he stops when he's hurt by you. And he crouches down and like bending his knees and then looks up. And then there's this as his shoes ignite in a rocket and he flies upward. Uh, The facility has a tall ceiling. Now it is closed on the top, but he bursts upward into the sky and he is then going to. And also, was this the guy? Was this the guy that I boloed? Yes, you boloed him. So he's so the question I but have this is... then mm-hmm. is that Can it says move? it's restrained, which means oh, speed restrained zero okay. and it can't benefit it from any bonus to its speed. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I didn't realize it was restrained. I mean, um, and I. I mean, now, is kind of weird too. Yeah, like flying yeah. shoes. I would, <laughs> I could see you making the argument that he can still use his flying shoes. <laughs> no, no. Um, so he moves sixty feet up, and he also he has cunning action. So he is going to use his bonus bonus action to dash. So he moves one hundred and twenty feet up. He's almost at the top of the ceiling. At this point, it's a tall thing that like encompasses multiple levels. And so he is at the top of the roof. I'm going to turn to um, Starfire, hold out my hand and say, (laughs) get me up to him. And I'm going to ready my (laughs) grappling hook to to grapple straight into him as soon as I get in range. Okay. Yeah. Attack. Throw him at him. All right, awesome. Uh, Raven, it's your turn. Uh, you can move past your friends to get into 
the uh to to move at this point you have a 60 foot fly speed so you'll be able to get into the room and you will not see the guy immediately but you will notice him up at the top top of the ceiling is there is there anything i can do um i don't know it depends on if you have something that has 120 foot range oh gosh which i think i think eldritch blast does does it Yes. And I have that as a cantrip. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm gonna do that. Thirty. Well, Raven's gonna come up here and just, <laughs> obliterate, like, fucking hit and and kill steal this thing from you Sorry. guys. <laughs> just trying to get the job done, guys. You said I roll for the other one too. Yes. Okay. And the twenty six. Well, this guy is the most damaged, so we'll see. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll damage for both of those. So they're each a d10. I'm just going to do 2d10. 7. Damage. Uh, you fire up at him. It hits him in the back and like the leg and one of his uh, shoe rockets starts to sputter for a moment. Um, and he... Uh... So... All right. Hold on, because I and I also have a bonus action. Um, yes. Sorry, one second. Oh, I should have done this first. How far up is he? You said one hundred and twenty feet. Never mind. Yep. Never mind, yep. I can't reach him. Um, I was going to use Misty Step, but it won't reach. Um, well, can't yeah. you... Don't you, fly, don't you levitate automatically? Yeah, yeah but she already used her flight. Okay, My movement right. speed. Yeah, I think that's all I can do, because I am out of spell slots. So. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Starfire, it is your turn. Uh, Robin has reached his hand out to you. Yeah, I just sort of uh, I I stifle a blush and I uh, and I take and I take his hand and I and I zoom up there and um, I zoom up there and I and I and I throw him at it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really hope I hit with this. <laughs> um, Raven or Robin. Um, so you were holding what were my you grappling, holding? My grappling action? hook. To try and Your grappling try and hook. Swing it and catch it around him connect myself to him can you oh okay so you're gonna try to hit him with your grappling yeah. okay yeah okay yeah like he does in the episode um yeah go ahead and make a ranged attack roll <laughs> quickly 17. before ranged gets disadvantage 17 uh will not hit his armor class <laughs> i would argue that i'm using the help action oh yeah that's that's a good argument <laughs> go ahead and roll at advantage 24 <laughs> Yay! Okay, you wrap around him, and you are now hanging from about ten feet of cable from him, and he's struggling to keep keep uh, air airborne there a little bit. Uh, he has enough um, thrust to, to keep you lifted. I, okay, if you, so if that, you did the help action, that was your action. I don't get a bonus action. Yes, you could have just thrown him at him, but then he wouldn't have had. Oh, you do get a bonus action. Yes. For my bonus action, could I grab Robin and pull? 
Oh, God. Um, you could grab Robin. You are not yet pulling. You are. It would be a simple item interaction to grab his ankle, but you would not be yet pulling. Okay, I, I will. I will. In, in, in that case, I will fly up and t- and take his hand at this point, just to make sure he does not fall. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you guys are all connected, grappling a hook, and you're holding onto his hand. It's a three-person chain. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Okay, Beast Boy, you're in the hallway. You can move out of the hallway, and you will see Raven there. <laughs> yeah. You look up there. You do see them up there you see them hanging from this weird situation they're maybe hanging from the ceiling uh yeah and the guy's up there we're so we're all supported by this guy's rocket boots right now right yes (laughs) (laughs) it was established that that at least one person could be sustained in that way i don't think it'd be much of a stretch to say two people though once you start pulling that'll probably be a problem I yell, steal the rocket boots! I want them! (laughs) You haven't seen them yet. (laughs) Okay, Um, I'm going to turn into... Would a giant eagle be able to fit in this? Um, Yes. So, I'll fly 80 feet up there. Uh, they're like 120 feet up there, though, right? Yes. So I'll fly... You could dash if you wanted. So he's, like, right at the ceiling? Yes. I can't get above him? No. Okay. I'll fly up... 10 feet away from him so that he won't hit me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you'd be 20 feet below the situation. Because you well, got... Oh, well, no, you're going to dash. You're going to dash. I, yeah, I fly you, yeah. 80 feet. Okay, yeah, and then you dash. And then I dash, so I fly another 80 feet, yeah. or however it takes to get up yes. next to him. But I want to be like 10 or 15 feet away so that he doesn't I don't know, he might have a range attack, but... Yeah. It's Cyborg's turn. Cyborg, you're in the hallway with your guy you're still holding. Okay, you want to well, move 15 feet? Yeah, I, I, obviously I saw, probably know which way the chip went, and I'm... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, is that an obvious? I don't... I, I, how much of what... Yeah. yeah, how much can I see of what's going on? Well, you can't see anything of what's currently going on, but you know the chip went in that direction. Well, that's... And there's... Is there anything in the opposite direction? No. Well, then I'm There's no one else left in the room. Then I'm going to go... I'm going to go 15 feet in the direction of the chip if nothing's in the other direction. All right. You make it through the doorway, and you see in the room... No one's in the immediate floor of the room. Raven is there, probably floating a little bit above. Okay. And then you look up, and everyone is up, clustered up at the top of the ceiling. You really, frankly, can't see anything. Like, so this is on the inside of a mountain, yeah, right? So, like, this is like a cylinder that is like narrowing to a point at the top, and everyone is in between you and that point. You don't know why they're up there. You assume the guy's up there somehow. Can I see any of the guy? No. <laughs> oh, no zero uh, lines. There. there 
there there is a large bird flying around with a huge wingspan up there and you see starfire and a little bit of robin like dangling <laughs> 120 feet up. Yeah. Uh, with zero line of sight and no flying capacity, there's probably nothing I can do. Um, yeah. You just. <laughs> I'm just going to try and move forward a bit to kind of get a view on him. It, so okay. move forward another 15 feet or wherever that might be able to get me a good view of what's going on. Okay. Uh, well, well, you only had the 15 feet, and that would have gotten you into the room. Well, that's what I mean but... to say is uh, I... Uh, take you as my action oh you dash you dash okay yeah yeah so you do you move solidly into the center of the room and you're looking up at this and you have the guy it is now the dude at the top of everything's turn i'll shoot him next round guys yep so restrained as condition says does not cause any problems with uh well it caused problems with attack rolls but nothing that just costs an action to do. So in the awkward way that the bola has his arms clamped, he uh but he does have some aerial movement here. He takes his laser gun thing and angles it in such a way it's very awkward, I know, but he kind of like positions himself and fires it in this circle. And this huge chunk of the ceiling uh, gets a circle around it, just like you saw when these guys entered the room uh, before, and then a big, and then it kind of blows apart, and like huge chunks rain down from the ceiling, um, kind of like pelting most of you, but not su- superficially. It's it'll give you some some of you some scrapes, but it's not damaging. And so he has used his action to use the um the function of his laser gun that allows him to basically cut through huge amounts of, of material. And now the sun is shining through this area and he's going to use his movement to move through that. And so he comes out the top of the mountain in Something that if in an actual show in the universe would be analyzed as some sort of weird phallic symbol (laughs) (laughs) secretly in a cartoon. Uh, But yeah, he comes through and Rob, um, he has 60 feet of movement, so he'll get through it. Some of that is actually spent going through this weird tunnel, but he gets through it. Oh, yeah. And he also has a bonus action, so he dashes. He solidly gets through it and pulls Robin and Starfire. Out of the top with it. <laughs> yeah, and he starts flying uh, over the trees. You guys are in like this, yeah, like it's very like obviously like Pacific Northwest kind of forest and mountains and like a lake below. Um, yeah, and uh, now it's the dude back with Cyborg who's restrained. He'll try to get out. <laughs> I'll roll his dumb shit. His he's doing his BS again. Um, oh look at that! He spontaneously died. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, he rolled a twenty three to try to get out. Uh, you can do a contested. Just rolled a twenty one. So he actually does slip out. <laughs> and Why did uh, they not he. Miss a bit? 
Oh, wait. But my attack rolls have advantage. Are you attacking yeah. him? Okay. Okay, yes, I see your argument that an athletics check to... But this is to maintain a grapple. Right. This is not This is not the attack roll to initiate a grapple or a restraint. Uh, that's fair. So it's, so it's not an attack roll. It's a contested strength. Athletics versus acrobatics or athletics. He's trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah. You thought you'd get me there, but you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 he rolls. He rolls. Yep. Yeah. That he rolls his. Straight he, opposed check. Good point. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, he he basically he escapes and he disengages um, because as a bonus action because he's a fucking rogue. Yeah. <laughs> and he. Uh, Runs down one of the hallways <laughs> with uh, with uh, forty feet of movement. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> you just wait. I'll make I don't know. He might. Hell. <laughs> he he very well might, dude. <laughs> How far did he run? Um, he ran forty feet, and about ten of those feet were like into a hallway and then he ran 40 feet further down that hallway. Didn't he have to use one of his actions to try and escape? He did. His base movement is 40 feet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he ran, he yes. ran 40 feet beyond that. Yes. Okay. Oh, I can He escaped. He used, he escaped. He used his bonus action to disengage and he ran 40 feet. Okay, got it. <laughs> does, does Cyborg get yep. an attack of opportunity though? No, no he because he, he disengage. Yes. It's yeah, he disengaged. Thing. Oh, it's rogue a rogue stuff. thing. It fucking I don't know sucks. rogue stuff. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rogue rogues play their whole their their own game. <laughs> Dang, rogues can just disengage and not get it like opportunity attack. That's like oh yeah, yep. it, it, it takes a bonus action, but yeah. Yeah, it takes a oh, bonus action for them. For everyone else, that kind of thing would take an action. So anyone, if they're not doing anything else, can say. Fuck you, pocket sand, run away. But rogues can do it extra well. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's why these guys have been moving so quickly uh, to avoid you guys. is They've been using cutting action. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um, that is his turn. Robin, it's your turn. You're being dragged by this fucking robot man through the sky. <laughs> and, and is this even the guy that I, has the chip? Or did the guy with the chip go down a while ago? Uh, this is the guy who was last seen with the chip. That's all oh, I'm going to say. I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, this has to go down one way or another. I'm going to... Wait. Crap. How's this work? What do you mean? Like, what were? You, did you not have a plan? Listen, I had a plan, but you're, but you're <laughs> holding on to my other hand. I mean, I can like, you know, you can, you can, you can tug yourself free if that's what you want to do. I float here. Like, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> when I take this guy out. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can catch you. Can I catch him? Can I catch you? You could probably catch him. <laughs> <laughs> Robin is just looking so frustrated at this point. <laughs> you see him 
at the last second, pull his hand away from you, grab a disc as he's falling, and throw it right at the the guy's back. Well, you well you you wouldn't be falling because you are holding on to the the grappling hook that's connected. Yeah, oh yeah, technically, yeah. So I'm yeah, moving forward. Yeah, so be- I'm gonna pull away from Starfire, grab a freezing disc, and throw it okay. at his back. That's a dexterity check. Oh man, this is going to be a fun dexterity check considering that I've watched Top Gun Maverick recently and holy fucking shit, it was amazing. It? it, yeah, it, okay, this, I, going into the movie, I would have considered this statement blasphemous, but it might be better than the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say um, that. Yeah. Okay. So um, he has disadvantage um, on dexterity saving throws because he's restrained. Oh, you son of a <laughs> bitch! <laughs> you, ch- you cheeky fucker. Um. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's a thirteen. Oh shit! I rolled one non-secretly, but that's fine. It's a thirteen. <laughs> um. And he needed a fifteen. So he's okay. paralyzed in ice. Now here comes the fun okay. part. Um. Does that knock out his boot? <laughs> yes, especially considering the angle with which you're um you're hitting him. <laughs> so going back to what I said, it before, probably it probably falling. yeah <laughs> <laughs> falling yeah. So now you are both falling. Um, man, so you Can guys I catch are both. Can give us a reaction? <laughs> uh, no, they're falling right now. You can catch them on your turn. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes good soup. D and D and superheroing uh, have some some disagreements. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it, but but dramatic narrative, like you catch him as he's plummeting to the ground. Do not. <laughs> as I mean, it would take like shorter than six seconds for him to splat, though IRL. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. The rounds happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah yes, right, it's right, six right. seconds consecutively. So yeah, yeah. Or not, or not consecutively, at simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they begin to plummet down to the ground. He's falling. Uh, yeah. And he, I mean, he's basically a rock at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's a chunk of ice and metal. So, I'm there. How far up are we? Um, uh, you are over 120 feet. Hmm. So, probably a hundred and... Uh, yes. Now there's the side of the mountain a little ways away that you could maybe could slow your fall if you skidded against it. Wait, how far uh, did he fly? The the guy. Well, the the roof was 120 feet, and then he exited oh, cool. the roof. That added some distance. He he exited the roof. Yes, because so he flew up. From, from from is is he from me right now? Or the wait, they're falling back down, so this is confusing. Yeah, just wait till your turn. To yeah, mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you haven't even exited the building. Yet. On my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you haven't even exited the building yet. So yeah. when you do so, you'll you'll get the yeah. Um, Got it. So yeah, you guys are careening down. You're over. You probably, I'd say, you're probably well. Yeah, because he had his bonus action move, so he moved 120 again. Um, so you guys, 20 feet in a bonus action. Well, no, he has 60 from his flight and then he has a bonus action to dash with. Oh, okay. Got it. 
so yeah those those things got some sick afterburners um the yeah he yeah so i would say you guys are easily 200 feet in the air (laughs) see i'm a monk Um, but not that good of a monk yet (laughs) yeah you're not that much not that much of a monk yet so uh (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah it is he's putting out his other hand towards starfire yeah um right now it's raven's turn and so raven <laughs> you can you can either you saw base you saw uh cyborg get like kicked in the dick and and then the dude he had ran away how far down the hallway is he is he within 120 feet he is 40 feet away total he's 30 feet down the hallway okay i'm gonna cast chill touch Ooh, nice. okay and uh thank you and um i'm also gonna chase that motherfucker as well so. <laughs> okay oh yeah yeah away. so no, no way yeah if he's if he's only 30 feet away i can well, go he's, he's he's 40 feet total from, okay from the center of the room which is where i'm assuming you were i don't know where i was but okay he's 40 feet away regardless i can go up to 60 feet so i can go past him and block him okay i'm gonna cast yes. still touch um Sorry, 50 feet. Oh, I'm going to go 50 feet past him so that I'm still within the 10 feet range so that uh, that other spell kicks too. Yeah. Now, th- these are kind of small corridors. They're kind of five foot corridors. So I don't know if you'd be able to move through his space like that since he's an enemy. Okay, so I could. So you couldn't get past him, but you him. could get you could get to him. Okay, we'll see. I caught up with him. Then. Yeah, and also <laughs> I think you could probably bonus action Misty step past him if you wanted to, once you get close enough. I might, we'll see. Um, I'm going to yeah. attack him first though. Okay, 22. That'll, yep, that'll hit. And this does 2d8 damage, and then if I'm adding on the other spell, I think it's another 2d8 damage. 15 damage. He's not looking good. That halved what he currently had. Um, so he, he doesn't like that. Am I able to grab him as a bonus action? Uh, not as a bonus action. To try to grapple someone, you would have to be in action. Okay. But you could teleport in front of him if you wanted to. So if I teleport on the other side, because I'm trying to picture this room, could he still mm. just run down another hallway? Um, It's a winding corridor, so currently no. Okay, then I will do that. <laughs> I wish we had like a picture of this building, because I'm having trouble picturing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I'm like literally making up the building now since you're in a <laughs> corridor they never went down. Um, or at least you, we never saw them go down. They do go down it, but you never see them. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. The good job, guys, making this combat like 20 times more complicated than I had. I was like, if this happens, then this. And then you guys were like, no, fuck that. <laughs> so, of course. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> our job. Um, yep. It is. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's your turn. If you want to teleport in front of him, uh, yeah. you can do so. Yeah, I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna try to block his way, basically. Let's see. Is me? Is me? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's Starfire. Starfire. Okay. Um, yeah. So I see uh, Robin's hand. Uh, you know, pulled out of mine as he does this. You know, crazy jumping <laughs> off a cliff stunt, which is you know like he's always doing and uh i just 
I experience this moment of utter dread as I see him start to plummet and I dive for his hand. Is there anything I have to roll, or can I get that? Um, you... I mean, it's just motion movement for me, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just movement. If I can do uh, it, now he... I'm pretty sure you're required to say, Robin, right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now I can't, because you just told me to. <laughs> <laughs> you, good job, man. You mansplained it, and then it did it was ruined. Oh, um, sorry. No, the difference, the difference with this interpretation of Starfire is that more, more, more bad things have happened to her, so she has more moments of silent dread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I catch his hand and uh, and wrap my other arm around him, just to, just holding him in place. Okay. Um. Now, he is falling. And then he is flailing from a rope. <laughs> I think yeah. I will at least require a dex check to grab his hand. Uh, and that is not that much of a penalty, in my opinion, considering the bonus. All right. 14? Um, yeah, that'll do it. You okay. grab his yeah. hand. Yep, I got him. <sighs> okay. I breathe a sigh of relief, and I, I, start, uh, I start slowly... Uh, now, now, us. here's the thing. Yeah. His hand. Well, you're holding on to a dude. <laughs> Robin, yeah. do you let go? Oh, yeah. I, I, I meant to say I let go of him as soon as he turned the dice. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, your fucking arm would be out. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Snap>. Okay. <laughs> D- dislocated. <laughs> Try forever dislocated. Um, let's. So, yeah. Uh, the guy plummets down, he bounces off the side of the mountain, and he hits the ground below. You guys kind of came out at an angle that was not part of the facility is, um... Uh, well, maybe the whole facility. Yeah, it, I, I'll say he splashes into the water with a huge uh, splash, but before that he hits the side of the mountain, breaking into pieces before doing so. I was gonna say, roll damage... And he uses a bonus action. Away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. If he were high enough level of monk slash rogue bullshit, he would be. Uh, he'd be like uncanny dodge. Yeah, he uses dodge um, with resourcery Re- points. Re- and reduce the fall damage to like zero and. <laughs> Yo, that's a good idea to have a weird ability. Like a fusion ability where you could like feed magic into it to like increase. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, we're not going to theory craft right now. Um, he dead. Um, sure hope the chip's okay. No, I, I, I'm just like, I, I hope the chip is is intact. Crap the chip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the chip fell into water. <laughs> From 200 <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Is it my turn? Uh. Yes, it's your turn. Okay. Um. I have eagle perception. Mm-hmm. I'm the the chip was glowing. Yes, that is true. If I remember right. Yes. Um. Can I use my eagle's perception to try and wait? Okay. So wait. I just. I was at the ceiling. Yeah, and you fly through. 
you fly flying through through and you see them you you very quickly notice them flying in the air uh starfire has robin uh in her arms and uh yeah you don't see the guy down below although i say i'd say with your eagle sight you would look around quickly and you'd see his ruins uh scatter on the side of the mountain below so you could fly down and see if i see any type of chip or glowing object chip anywhere roll uh perception and i think the base on site has advantage for eagles eagle has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight cases only 13 Hmm. i would say though with your um you you definitely know the direction that it takes and adjusted diffi- difficulty for the fact that eagles and hawks literally dive down from hundreds of feet in the air to for small objects all the time. And you is do it still notice, glowing? yes, and it's glowing. Um, means that you you see some pieces, uh, like oh, you you see the points where the water is rippling from where he ultimately landed and more. Pieces are falling, scattering off the mountain, and you see a um, you do see a glowing object just fade out of sight below the water. So you could dive for it. I mean, I would like to dive down and try and grab it, but I don't know if I can since I used a perception roll. Uh, you could. I think it'd be like movement. Okay, I want to dive. So well, well, you could begin diving at least. Um, Yeah, Yeah. So you start diving and um, uh, towards it, and uh, we'll go back to Cyborg. Cyborg, uh, you lost the dude, and then Raven went in after him. All right. Um, how did... Gosh, Raven just went in there, didn't she? Okay. Well, yes. I, I boost off a long strider and charge in after. Uh, my speed is now okay. 45 debating on doing line starting before or after, but I think I need to go ahead and do it. To... So right. I catch up to him, and is is Raven there? She's uh, Ra- Raven would be ahead of him, because she actually would uh, teleported. Ah, so I put myself behind him. Yep. Sweet. Sounds like a plan. Oh, uh, and uh, how about I just tell my homunculus servant to jump off and attach him, it's, it, himself to the guy? Um, if you would, if you would like to, sure. Sure. Um, I think the homunculus would need to make a grapple check. Okay, yeah, to actually stay on, yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. it's athletics, actually, probably just straight. It's probably just a straight strength check. Which is probably well, not going to work, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a hand. It's just a hand. It, it's an athletics? No, it wouldn't be acrobatics, would it? Um, it uh, yeah, it'd be athletics. Okay. Well, hey, worth a shot. Hmm. He didn't roll well, though. But you rolled even worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. You you try to, like, extend your hand out. It turns to the monculus. To, to grab onto him, uh, but it just, like, he he uh, lowers his shoulder and it just flies past, past him onto the ground. Aww. Outside gang, um, uh, well, there's Raven, but outside gang, what is outside gang doing? I'm assuming 
you guys are looking for the chip. Uh, the eagle with its super special eyes. Um, <laughs> what do your eagle eyes see? Um, or your elven eyes. Um, what do your eagle eyes see? My brow. Um, <laughs> we're taking the hobbits to Eisengard. Um, for bringing back a meme from like 2010. From the uh, before that. Uh, <laughs> before that. Oh, God, I'm old. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, you guys trying to retrieve. Wow. Good. Thank you. Um, 2005. Um, Jeez. From. Uh, you guys uh, trying to find the chip. You will get the chip. It is wet. <laughs> uh, you don't know what that's what that's good for. Let me just Google. I need some rice. Uh, or... Are you Googling whether the chip is okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> Does the chip become okay. sentient, and we now have to okay. just defeat it as a yeah. villain? Wet. It's overload. What if I use mending on it? <laughs> Oh, Ooh, that's like that's kind of a good idea. Um, no, not your laptop. I don't care about your laptop. <laughs> the internet. I, I care about Chris's lap. <laughs> there's, there's a theme in this. We can look at <laughs> We we could we we could look My at that question. Is hot chocolate okay. Yeah. Uh, first, first, I'll read. I'll read. I'll read this Cora thing for you. Uh, just. Uh, what are the chances that my laptop will be fine after getting slightly wet in the rain for about five minutes? <laughs> um, <laughs> Relevant. Let's see. There are still 99% chances if you have not started your laptop and then move the battery and place it uh, or and place it in a container full of rice. There you, you go. Have non-removable battery, then ignore it. Keep your laptop in heavy sunshine that all the water droplets will evaporate. The weather is not good at your um, outside. Then use tools like a heater or dry or hair dryer or any other thing. Uh, make sure you don't start your laptop because once you start the laptop, it gets electricity uh, and it can create a short. That's not my question. I just want a loose chip. <laughs> Important to know um, that um, you did hot chocolate and not water, so you'll need to like clean that pretty thoroughly because it's gone. Yeah, it'll get it'll eagle sticky. You can you should be able to remove your keys on your keyboard and deep clean it, but take the battery out first if you're able to. I'll figure that out. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead, Joey. Yeah. Damn it. Everyone has the Google has a normal like like what people would typically be looking for. I am looking for a loose chip. Just look up a floppy drive. Holy shit. I found someone asked, I swallowed a computer chip. Would it harm me? Oh, no. <laughs> Would it harm oh, me? no. <laughs> I, 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 I'm assuming they meant to say if I swallowed a computer chip. No, I think they swallowed it. <laughs> oh, God. Now I got to read this. I swallowed a computer chip. Would it harm me? Back to the distractions. <laughs> Depends on the chip. It could speed you up or slow you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should probably talk to your doctor. They might get you to have an x-ray. Wow, that is some Yahoo Answers level shit. Um, you pull it out. Um, you, I mean, actually, you guys couldn't even know if it was okay until you tried to put it in a thing and it wouldn't work. 
But uh, yeah, you get it out uh, of the water. You dive down and grab it and um, uh, cast mending on it. And you hope it's okay. (laughs) Uh, You don't really have a way of knowing yet. Um, Starfire and Robin, what are you guys doing for that round when you're outside? Are you staying outside with Beast Boy? Are you going back inside? Um, I mean, do we have any sense that there is still conflict going on inside? Because I believe all of them were defeated besides the one that, to our knowledge, was tied yeah. up with yeah. Cyborg, right? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing for to indicate to you that it would that anything's gone bad yet. <laughs> so I think that being a teenager who may have just broken an important adult computer chip, I'm just standing around uh, nervously waiting to see what happens. Okay. Same. Do you guys, do you fly down to the, to the surface? Yeah, fly down to make yeah. sure the chip's okay. All right. All right. Yeah. You fly down is. there where beast boy mm-hmm. is uh, on the shore. Um, you're kind I of hoping. Uh, Raven, uh, what are you doing? But actually, hold on. The guy would have gotten to go first. Um, I deleted the wrong one. But anyway, he has run down the hallway. He pulls out his uh, laser thing. And he is going to... Yeah, he's going to shoot at at, uh, at Raven. You're, uh, you're a little further down... Are you, are you a little further down the hallway from him? Or are you right in front of him? I'm 10 feet away. Okay, 10 feet away. So he can still do range with no problem. Um, so he will roll his three attacks with that. Okay. His three attacks are a 26 an 11 and a nine. Uh, the 26, I don't think you could block with shield. Um, no, um, the rest does get blocked, but yeah, the 26 hits. Okay. Uh, that is 21 points of damage as he hits you with the, with, uh, points of radiant damage. Ow. Um, also I forgot to do this the first time I hit you with it, but it is an effect. Uh, considering it even did this to Starfire, um, roll make a Constitution saving throw for me. Oh dear. Um, fourteen. 14. Okay. You are stunned until your next turn. Okay. <clears throat> so basically, if you were flying, you kind of would have fallen to the ground as this thing hits you, and there's this like ringing sound in your head and this uh, bright flash of light. And you kind of you you fall, uh, you stumble backward. Um, and after having done that, since you're stunned, you don't have reactions. Um, he is going to um, run past you and use his bonus action to dash. Am so I still moves. able? Am I still able to speak when I'm stunned? Um, <clears throat> falteringly is what it says. Okay. Can I command my raven to do something? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, also, you can communicate telepathically with your raven, so... Oh, sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, um, <clears throat> tell my raven to like, fly in his face and tr- just try to distract him, basically. Okay. Yeah, so he bursts past and the raven will f- try to fly after him. What is <laughs> the speed of a raven? Um... Supersonic speed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Raven can move 50 foot fly speed. So this guy, he just dashed. If it, if it dashes, it'll keep up with him, essentially. But he used his bonus action to dash. 
So he his speed is forty. So he move he moves eighty feet further down the hallway. Um, yeah, he just kind of jumps over you. Um, all right, and that's his turn. I don't think. Um, I think it would take a while for anyone to even get to where you guys are. So, uh, so for right now, we're just going to do Raven, him, and Cyborg. Um, so Cyborg really freed from initiative. <laughs> yeah, holy crap! Uh, yes, yeah, Cyborg. Uh, he ran eighty feet forward. Well, you were right behind him though, so you get an attack of opportunity when when he moves. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Okay. He well, well, he 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 didn't use his bonus action to disengage. He used his bonus action to dash. Ah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. So he could indeed use his full eighty feet. Yes, he is going to. Uh, you get to hit him first. Okay, I'll punch him. That is a 15. Okay. Uh, that will not hit. Okay. You have yep. one job, Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> so he will run. Um, he will run 80 feet down the hallway. Uh, the hallway is going to begin to wind and change very soon. This is probably the last moment in which you'll have a straightaway against him of any kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but now it's your turn. Um, so what would you like to do? He's 80 feet away. Uh, what I'd really like to do is cap is is catch up to him, which I can do. And interpose myself between him and the exit. Uh, okay, because because you have forty five. Uh, oh yeah, I feet can I can go ninety feet. Okay, just out of uh, curiosity, and I guess for listeners' sake, what do you have going on that gives you the movement? Oh, sorry, that is a combination. I get a plus five from my infiltrator armor, as well as mm-hmm. long strider, which gives me another ten, and that's on awesome. top of a thirty. Cool, cool. Okay, so um, he yeah. rushes to the end zone. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of the nature of this, it's pretty. It even though I'm faster than him, it still is mostly just a me moving to get in front of him and then waiting. Right. Um, but what I now, am going to do is, uh, well, I am first. What's that? First of all, first off, I don't think you could get around him. Okay. Uh, for the same reason that um, Raven had to teleport to do so because of the i mean it's like it's a five foot area and you can't move through an enemy's space Shoot him. all right fine i'm shooting him <laughs> everyone's like this has gone on really long and we haven't even gotten past the opening two scenes <laughs> i just want to capture him dissect him and absorb yeah. him, him into my being but i can do that yeah. if he is shoot him non-lethally you I don't think you can shoot non-lethally. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, unless unless you're like Green Arrow and have some special special arrow. I'm going well, I'm going to start love arrow. by I'm going to shoot at him twice. So the first attack roll because we're doing it one at a time is a 21 to hit. All right, that'll hit. All right. And um that will be a um, and I'm going to boost it with some extra lightning. So that's actually 2d6. Um, 
So, 14 damage. All right. And... I mean, do, um, do describe in terms of abilities exactly what you're doing, just for my sake and the listeners' sake. Oh, sure. Um, I am using my lightning launcher, which uh, normally does 1d6 plus intelligence lightning damage, but also once per turn, I can add in an extra 1d6 lightning damage. Okay. Um, cool. uh, oh, and also because that is my radiant weapon, it also should do one more point of damage, so 15. Oh, that's exactly what you needed. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you shoot him in the back of the head, which explodes. <laughs> and, and he's dead. And I run towards him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to salvage cool. that crap. All right. Yeah, you start picking up parts and things. Um, so... Um, alrighty. So wrapping things up, I can't believe this is the scene we're probably going to end the episode <laughs> on, um, considering how not very far at all it is. Think of um, a really yeah. Okay. So, um, so you guys head back into the facility. Um, you can now signal for the security staff that it's safe to return, that your mission is complete. Um, the, uh the the head of that will probably want to know what state the chip is in so you're hoping that's good give them back the chip hope that it's good yeah okay <laughs> so people start trickling people start trickling in now there are these robots uh if anyone is interested in investigating these um these robots and it is clear they are now robots um and to try to get anything out of that they very much look in the style of Slade, like similar to his uniform. Um, well, I guess you wouldn't have fully seen that ever, actually, um, because you only saw part of his face and the rest of him was in an old man disguise. <laughs> uh, so you actually wouldn't know that. Um, but um, I'd like to take a look okay. at it and see like if, there's any mm. kind of clue to the whereabouts yeah. that these were made any clue in like what yeah. identity Slade might have been mm -hmm. yeah so um as you look over some of the robots um most of them are in the previous room and some of them are just lying there twitching partially operable but not like in combat condition so if they do have any speech center or da database that's not like destroyed in most of their cases uh particularly there's that one sitting there with its butt up in the yep. air that was the first one that that you took out um and so you can you can easily go over that uh, all the smoke in that room has dissipated at this point um so yeah do you want to grab this guy and try to try to inspect him or interrogate him or something i'm gonna grab it and kind of look at it, because I know it's ro they're robots now at this point. Um, hmm. So I kind of, like, get out my Tinker's tools, and I start, like, prying pieces away to see, like, how hmm. it's made. Okay. Um, as you pull it up, and it's... Uh, it's making these bad sounds. It, uh... It's... Um the f the faceplate has kind of shifted a little bit and uh it kind of 
indented when it fell against when you kicked it with your you know <laughs> like robin has like metal reinforced shoes in this fucking cartoon which are cool um and you uh you see um from that dent that it looks like the faceplate couldn't be completely removed do you want to do so pop it loose all right you pull it off the mask so to speak and you see this screen it flickers to life kind of glitching slightly because of the damage to to the robot but this image comes up on the screen um of a of a man standing there in the shadows um and you can kind of see him. He's dressed similarly to these robots. Half of his face is kind of obscured in the shadows, but you notice and you recognize that one eye, that eye that you saw um, looking at you from the old man. And he says, Excellent work, Robin. Really, I think your skills are improving. Next time you have to come yourself, then we'll actually have a fight on our hands. <laughs> you lack patience, Robin. If you're really so curious about my intentions, perhaps we should meet face to face. Name the time and the place. Uh, well, yeah, you say that, and then he goes... <laughs> Like I said, you still need to improve more, Robin. And the uh, robot suddenly starts to twitch and its pieces start to melt down as a strong electrical current flows through them, frying the circuits. And it, it falls apart in your hands to the ground. Ron kind of like just shakes his hands off in disgust at that point. And I think with that, that's where we'll end our episode. It's so late, y'all. <laughs> it it, dude, it's... Oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah, oh, it's, God. it's midnight here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> wake up and yeah, find yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. We got to get up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll up until five a.m. <laughs> we'll wrap up there. Um, somehow I had a suspicion that this before Apprentice, which is literally al already a two-parter, that this could be one of the longer multi-part arcs. And uh, looks like my suspicion was correct in that. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I thought we would. Time indeed. Yeah, combat takes a long time, and I thought that um, I would end this episode at the end of the second significant combat, mm -hmm. which was at the end of Red X, but we're not even close. <laughs> <laughs>